Black. Yo, what's up, my boy? You know what this weekend is, man? Uh, no, what's going on this weekend? You don't know? Come on, Black. <laughs> oh, man, what's going on? It didn't creep up on you real fast, man. I ain't gonna cap it. It crept up on me, too. I had to be reminded uh, myself before we got the show started. But, you know, not only is this week, uh, you know, Thanksgiving week, mm-hmm. and of course we want to, you know, tell all of our listeners and uh, supporters out there, you know, happy Thanksgiving uh, to your family from the sports desk. Hope everybody's enjoy enjoys their holiday and their holiday weekend. But Black, this coming Saturday night, man, we got Roy Jones Jr. versus Mike Tyson, man, in Los Angeles, California. Oh, live man. and only on pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> Crep up on you, didn't it, Black? Yeah, it did, man. Crep up on you, man. And you know we wow. we uh I don't know about about a couple months ago, you know, all this uh the news from it broke that these two was fighting and we've learned a little bit about Roy Jones and Mike Tyson leading up to this eight round exhibition. I believe the rounds are gonna be like two minutes or three minutes or something like that. They're really gonna cater uh towards these older fighters, okay? But like I saw a picture in a video of Mike Tyson. They have like a little um, you know, like the little pre-show documentaries that they do before the fight, uh, on Thriller. And I I happen to see a little bit of that. And Mike Tyson was at his mansion. You know, he's chilling on a lawn chair, Black. Big old pool, Olympic-sized pool. Mike just really enjoying, you know, uh, post-training, chilling. And Black, out of nowhere comes 50 dozen pigeons, my boy. Yeah, 50 pigeons just start surrounding Mike. And Mike starts talking pigeon, uh, Black. And with something like this, Black, this is Mike Tyson having one-on-one with pigeons. He's feeding them food and everything at the pool. And Black, do you want to know what I learned in that very, very moment, Black? What's that? That quite possibly we will be paying our last respects to Roy Jones Jr. (laughs) (laughs) We could be paying our final respects to Roy Jones Jr. this weekend, Black. Mike Tyson. Roy Jones Jr., this Saturday night, Black, where you at with it, man? I don't know, man. I'm still on the same stance I was on, man. Okay, what's that? Uh, I like Mike to win this fight, but Mike got to take him out early. I don't think he can. I don't think Mike can go eight rounds. What if it's like two minutes? Uh, two minute uh, rounds? I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. Two minute rounds? I think Mike, I think, I think Roy going to have the... Uh, have the more of the tank than, you know, Mike, look, Mike looks in shape and... Okay. But I think Roy, he going to have the tank to be able to go eight rounds if it did. But okay. I really believe Mike going to get him out of here like in the first or second round because Mike looks great. But if he okay. doesn't, then I'm going to be kind of like, uh, what's going on here? So Mike got to get rid of Roy early. He got to. I think he got. I think he has to, D. Got to get him out of here. Yeah. And if he doesn't, are you saying Roy Jones Jr. is going to win this exhibition fight? If if he if Mike doesn't get him out of here early, yes, I think Roy Jones may win. But I don't okay. think that's going to happen. Okay. You know, I think everybody want to see Mike, man. We've been seeing all these videos of Mike training. Yeah, and for months. Everybody want to see Mike take Roy Jones' head off his shoulders. Okay. You know, and I'm with that. I want to see that. Okay. I want to see it, but... That's still Roy Jones on the other side. Oh, okay, I was wondering where he was going to give Roy some respect, my boy. <laughs> because I'm on the other end of this thing. I think everybody going with the intimidation factor that Mike proposes, and rightfully so. 
baddest man on the planet for many, many years. Hell, he's probably been the baddest man on the planet since he was born. For all we know, Mike mm-hmm. is a dangerous man. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about skill, that's what beat Mike Tyson in all of his losses. We're better yeah. skilled fighters. Yeah. And Roy Jones Jr., very skilled fighter. Very quick, very accurate with his punches. Throws a lot of clean combinations. And we all know you can counter a power puncher by doing what, Black? Jab. Mm-hmm. Jab. Mm-hmm. And then when that power puncher comes in, you counter, you hit him with something decent. Now, am I, am I saying that's going to happen this Saturday night? I'm not saying that. <laughs> I honestly think that this fight is exciting for the first round. That's it. If this fight go past the first round, we could be looking at some embarrassing stuff. Like a snoozer? Yeah, we, I'm talking about embarrassing. Oh, wow. Okay. I think it could be embarrassing for both guys. Think so? Because even though Mike is in shape, like you said, this man is 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Roy Jones Jr. is right behind him. So it's interesting to see what's happening. Everybody's predicting Roy to get killed. They are. But I thought I saw Mike, Mike, Mike Tyson speak to pigeons the way that he did, my boy, having a full-length conversation with pigeons. I said to myself, oh, yeah, Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> is getting the hell up out of here. <laughs> His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack! Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. The sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. What? what did you do in camp? Oh, yeah! All right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Reduce Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I'm your man's one more time, one of your favorite sportsologists, Dedrick L. Hicks Jr., back for another episode. And always remember, when you listen to the Sports Desk, I am here to give it to you raw and uncut. And this your man, Black. We back in the building for another episode. One of your favorite sportsologists in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. We have a loaded Loaded show for you guys. More NBA. Uh, you know I love it. I miss the National Basketball Association. And I am so glad that it's back. We're going to talk about all the trades, all the free agent signings, the shocking move of the weekend. Indeed, we're going to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers and what our team looks like now. Can't wait to get into a lot of NBA talk today. We're going to talk college football. We're going to talk NFL. And we're also going to give uh, a final farewell like everybody's been doing to The Undertaker. Tonight is Survivor Series. It's been 30 years since the dead man appeared. And uh, tonight is his farewell. You can see that on WWE Network. By the time y'all hear this, if you haven't seen it already, go to WWE Network and it will be there. Me and Black going to show The Undertaker uh, a little bit of love, man. And then we're going to wrap this show up with a little bit of uh other news and we're gonna get out of here black how you feeling today man how's it going for you feeling good man feeling good happy to be back man Absolutely. uh like you said earlier man want to wish all our listeners their families a happy thanksgiving yes all the uh smoked turkey deep fried turkey <laughs> ham collard greens oh yeah on the table you're talking, uh, talking now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we wish y'all happy Thanksgiving. Absolutely. With love from the sports desk, man. Y'all enjoy. While we on Thanksgiving, Black, what? two questions for you. What's your favorite dish that you look forward to on Thanksgiving and your favorite dessert for yeah. Thanksgiving, Black? We only get one now. One and one. One and one. One dish, one dessert, Black. Talk to me. 
All right, I I got a dessert. I'm gonna go with the uh, 7-Up pound cake. Oh, okay. And okay. then my favorite dish, I gotta go the shrimp dressing, my boy. Mm. The shrimp dressing with the shrimp in there. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, okay. Looking yeah. forward to that, Looking huh, forward boy. to that, my boy. Yeah, really <laughs> am. Really um, am. For me, for me, for the dessert, man, it's always two things, but I'm gonna go with one. It's my mom's homemade peach cobbler, my boy. Okay. You can't never go wrong with Mom Dukes' homemade peach cobbler with a little bit of vanilla bean ice cream on the side, <laughs> my boy. It'd, it'd do me good when my cowboys are getting their hair bust open uh, by whoever we play this year on Thanksgiving. And my favorite dish, uh, I'm a huge macaroni guy. Mm-hmm. Huge macaroni guy. But I'm going to have to roll with you, man. The I'm dressing. Ha- I'm going to have to roll with the yeah. dressing, man. I'm ha- I'm a the big- seafood dressing? Yeah, I'm going to have to oh, roll okay. with you. I'm going to okay. have to roll with you. Okay. It's, it's something about a nice seafoodish dressing, my boy. <laughs> you really can't get no better than that, Black. You can't. So I'm going to roll with you on that, man. <laughs> so y'all, if I listen, man, y'all go ahead and overstuff yourselves and enjoy your football uh, this coming Thanksgiving. All right, me and Black going to get... And two, I know I was all over the place last week, man, but thank God my boy Black was here uh, to guide me along the way. But let's go ahead and get into our start, bench, a cut. You trash! You're not hooping! It's time, once again. Ooh, yeah! to get into our start bench or cut and this one man you know we didn't get a chance to kind of talk about the prospects of the national basketball association's nba draft on last week but me and black you know we kind of had a little bit of talk between ourselves so black i just want to hear from you bro you know start bench or cut these three young talented top three picks in the nba draft you got anthony edwards you got james weissman and you got Lamelo ball Black, I want to know your order this week. One, two, and three. Mm -hmm. Give me your order of those three guys if you were the general manager picking. Okay, I got to go Mellow Ball one, Mm. Anthony Edwards two, and uh, James Wiseman three. Okay, okay. I'm I'm, I'm almost there with you. I definitely have Lamelo Ball going number one overall. I got James Weissman going number two uh, overall, and I have Anthony Edwards going number three. Okay. Overall. So, you know, I feel like one of these three guys are going to be like, one of these kids is going to take the ring, so to speak, and be like, look, I was the best player in this draft. See, a lot of people saying, you know, all three of these guys, they can end up being very good players. But I see I see superstar potential on all three of them. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of fact, who gets the opportunity to do so? You know, so of course you got Edwards with the Wolves. Nice young team there. They're going to win and possibly go to the playoffs this year mm-hmm. if they, you know, get it together. And then you got Weissman. He's going to the Warriors. I mean, what an opportunity for that kid. We'll talk about everything that went on in Golden State earlier this week. But what an opportunity for Weissman. And then you got LaMelo Ball. He's going to a situation where the Charlotte Hornets are trying to do something. If you look at the Hornets roster, you throw in a kid who could just absolutely score. Could be looking at an entertaining situation in Charlotte, and that's something Michael Jordan had hasn't had even when he had Kimball Walker. Mm-hmm. Like it was just Kimball by himself. It was, but now you have some pieces in Charlotte. 
We'll talk a little more about that later on because the Hornets, uh, they paid a man. Yeah. They paid. They sure they did. They paid a man. And we definitely going to get into that. <laughs> earlier, earlier yeah. in the week. <laughs> All right, man, we're going to transition to our sound of the week, man. It's just another, it's, an, it's, it's, it's more on this Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight. So, Black, um, throughout the week, man, I was just on YouTube, man, watching. They, they they was putting out a lot of free fights of Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. So, I went back and watched, you know, a, a lot of their free fights, actually. And Mike Tyson, he beat up some bum. Like, I don't even know Cuz's name, but he just woke Cuz out. And I think this was one of Mike Tyson's first fights after one of his jail stints. But after his post-fight, after his fight, he had a post-fight uh, whew, entertaining one with Jim Gray. So, he's going to play... Uh, this clip, and y'all listen to the energy that Mike Tyson is using. And after y'all hear this, y'all go ahead and say a prayer for Roy Jones Jr. All praise be to my children. I love you. Oh, oh God, our oh man. What? Is this your shortest fight ever? In any time, amateur, professional ever? Assalamu alaikum, Ida. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, Lennox Lewis. Lennox, I'm coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this in seven I didn't or eight train seconds? For this fight, I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend, and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. <laughs> my, my, my. Now that's a classic sound bite there, my boy. I, I mean, bro, did you hear this man? Yeah. That's it. That's he meant he that, bro. He did. That wasn't for show. He did. You know, a lot of boxers get in there and they put on the show, bro. Jim Gray was scared to death, bro. <laughs> Jim Gray's knees was knocking, bro, listening <laughs> to this man. I never heard Jim Gray that quiet. Man, exactly, bro. You <laughs> he had to talk with Floyd and, yeah. and Adrian Broner, bro. He don't be quiet. Yeah. Wow, man. Y'all, when y'all get a chance tonight, man, before y'all lay y'all head, man, y'all going to give uh, 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 Roy Jones Jr. a little small <laughs> prayer, man. You know, because he definitely might be needing it this weekend. All right, man, let's go ahead and get into our top five. And, you know, with it being free agency time of year in the NBA, me and Black thought, you know, we would fill it around our top five uh, around that. So, um, yeah, let's get into our top five. You listening to the sports day. <laughs> Maybach music. <laughs> All right, Black. Our top five this week. Me and you've watched a lot of basketball, Black. We've seen a lot of trades. We've seen a lot of free agent signings. But in our time of living, Black, I want to know. Who are the five most impactful free agent signings that you had ever seen, my boy? Go ahead, Black. Let us know. Give us your top five free agent signings in the National Basketball Association. All right, all right. Number five, Carmelo Anthony turns down the Bulls mm. and resigns with the Knicks. 
the story around the Bulls that they had Derrick Rose and uh, Joakim Noah and they were going to he was going to go there and put them over the top, but it, that didn't happen. Nope. He ended up signing, uh, re-signing with the Knicks for what what then was uh, the richest contract a five year, hundred twenty four million dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, at number four, Kevin Durant jump ship yep. and go to the 70, 73 win Warriors. Mm-hmm. Everybody was shocked by this man. I think everybody was like, "Wow, they didn't see this coming." Everyone thought. Everyone thought KD was going to stay put, but he didn't. He went over right. to 73 win Warriors. At number three, Shaquille O'Neal leaves Orlando. Uh, I don't know what the Magic were thinking about letting this man go. Mm-hmm. They put their pride in the way, and uh, Shaquille O'Neal left and went to the Los Angeles Lakers, and the rest is history. Yes, it is. All right, at number two, LeBron James comes back home. He yes, leaves the is. Miami Heat and comes back home LeBron in 2014. James. Le- just LeBron everything, man. James. Just perfect. The perfect storyline. LeBron comes back home, wins a championship there, gives Cleveland their first major sports championship. Just just amazing, man. That's one of my best free agency moves. And then at number one, the Stephen Wardell Curry, the first $200 million contract to ever be signed in the NBA. And uh, he signed that with the re-signing with the Warriors for $205 million mm. in 2017. Mm. Big money, big money. All right, for me, at number five, I have Dennis Rodman going to the Chicago Bulls back in 1996. Uh, Bulls had a hole. They had a hole. They had been pushed to the brink of elimination the year before. Uh, They were getting bullied in certain aspects in the paint, and no one saw Dennis Rodman, who a lot of people gave up on, but they didn't see him going to the structured Chicago Bulls, and we all know how much dividends that paid uh, for the Bulls going on to win uh, the sixth championship uh, that season. Number four, Shaquille O'Neal to Los Angeles Lakers. I never get that 30 for 30 uh, that they had and towards the end with him and Penny Hardaway. And then towards the end, you know, Shaq wanted to stay in Orlando. He didn't want to leave. He wanted to stay in Orlando. And his agent asked the Orlando managers, could they provide Shaq with opportunities to do movies? Could they provide Shaq, you know, with bigger endorsement deals? And the Orlando Magic general manager at the time, who was shortly fired after this, he said, we're just focused on basketball here. Yeah. So the phone rang maybe 10 minutes later, and it was the Los Angeles uh, Lakers. Jerry West. Yes, sir. Mr. Jerry West, the logo, said, oh, yeah, what kind of movies you want? What kind of endorsements you want? What kind of tennis shoe you want? Come on out to L.A., and we can make that happen. And indeed, the rest was history. At number three, LeBron James to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers were in the dumps. We had won nothing. Kobe Bryant went on to the sunset to retire. We had won anything or even been to the playoffs since 2008. And the King came and he regained form in Los Angeles and therefore resulted into a championship with the help of Anthony Davis. I'm a Lakers fan, so that's why this means that much to me. Because I don't know if I had LeBron James in my team, I don't know where my organization would be. So thank you, LeBron and Raymond James, son of Gloria James. Uh, at number two, LeBron James to the Miami Heat. <laughs> Even though the Miami Heat had won a championship with Dwayne Wade there, and they had a special, special season winning that championship, the Miami Heat were struggling. They couldn't get back over the home. Pat Riley could not get that organization back in a, a position to win a championship. Kind of lightning in the bottle, so to speak, when Dwayne Wade and the Heat won that championship against the uh, Mavericks that year. But oh, here comes the king. The one who can't win. The one who's just a great player and never win anything. Boy, oh boy, did he deliver four straight finals appearances and two NBA championships back to back, as they love to say. And at number one, LeBron James to the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
Absolutely. Yes, sir. We are here for it. LeBron James. Le- Cleveland LeBron James. is an abysmal sports town. They have nothing. They've won nothing. They, don't, they made a 30 for 30 of how bad the Cleveland sports town is, why they can't win nothing. The Browns suck. The Indians can't win. Who else they got there? I don't know. The only thing in Ohio that's doing anything is the Buckeyes. And they ain't from Cleveland. They from Columbus. <laughs> but then the king returned, and he delivered on his promise. Down 3-1 anyone? Can I interest you, interest you in that? Only the greatest championship win in the history of sports. King James delivers a championship, the only one, to Cleveland before heading to Los Angeles. So, yeah, those are me and Black's top five free agent signings. And I know what you guys are saying. Boy, that boy D, that boy's a homer. Him and Black, all they do is sit up there and they juice LeBron James. Well, hey, we can't help it because our guy is out here delivering on the goods. The question is, <laughs> is your guy delivering on the goods? And I'm going to answer that right now. No, he's not. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go ahead and transition into our tweet of the week in black. We had some interesting things come about, man, with this free agency uh, signing period so far. Let me get to one move in particular. Montrez Harrell. We'll get into this in a little bit. It's officially Los Angeles Laker, Black. I'm going to read off some of the reactions from Montrez Harris signing with Los Angeles Lakers. We got my boy MCZ03. He said, this fortifies, I like that word, the Lakers bench. Schroeder, Harrell off the bench while AD and LeBron are starting the game. Who's going to be able to handle that tandem all game? Uh, back to back. Ezekiel99 says, and Rob we trust, referring to the Lakers general manager Rob Belinka. This was literally unexpected. And my man put a hundred literally exclamation marks, my boy. He's excited. And last but not least, your favorite, Patrick Beverly. When the news broke, Pat Bell had an emoji with a hand over his face. What in all capital letters and the cussing emoji right next to it. Pat Bell in utter shock that his man's left and he is now a part of the champion Los Angeles Lakers Shout out to Jesus, man. Shout out to Trevor Diamond, the child. And Gucci, man. Alright, black man. You ready, man? Yeah, man. Let's go, man. Let's, let's get go. It. Let's get into it, man. It's, we yeah, got a lot let's to discuss go, man. here. We got a whole bunch to talk about, man. <laughs> In the National Basketball Association, man. So let's go ahead and get with it. As soon as I can find a drop. One day, I'm going to put all of these in order. But until then, this would just have to do. Hey, this reduced lunch spoke, man. Come on, now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is time to talk. The National Basketball Association, it has been an incredibly busy week 
in the NBA. We're going to cover so much here in this NBA block of the show. But Black Man, before we get into uh, all of the free agent frenzy and all of the moves, you know, how has this free agency been for you as a fan? Like all the moves that's been made, how how has it lived up to previous free agent seasons in the past, my man? Uh, it's been very interesting. I think you, when you're coming off winning a championship, you know, uh, you get very interested in what what how can you improve improve the next year. And um, I've been enjoying every bit of this free agency. You know, we had a lot of duds, and we had a lot of, you know, we had a lot of uh, good things happen. But uh, it's been very, uh, very, very interesting watching free agency. And, and it seemed like the, the deals have been happening so fast. And I'm pretty sure it's like that because of the short length of time yeah. that's going on. So we've been seeing deals come through and through, through and through rapidly. So right. it's, been, it's been really fun watching it. Yeah, me too, man. It's been enjoyable, man. I think the most part from, uh, that I'm enjoying is just the speed of it. Like the speed is happening, it's happening, it's happening. I mean, we're literally in day three of free agency. It started, mm-hmm. I think, 6 p.m. Friday. You know what I'm saying? So a lot more, uh, a lot more free agents, a lot more signings are are to be had. And as right before we was coming on to the show, we we learned about a couple of more signings that we're going to get into. But before we talk free agency, man, let's start on a sour note, sad note, somber note. Um, multiple time All Star, multiple time NBA champion, uh, probably the second greatest shooter of all time, Clay Thompson, uh, tore his Achilles, uh, in a game of pickup basketball out in Los Angeles, uh, this past Thursday. Um, as soon as it happened, it just struck fire and everybody was hoping and wishing and praying for the best. We know Clay just coming off a horrific ACL injury uh, almost two years ago in the NBA finals. And it, it, the injury bug hit him again and it hit him hard, tearing his Achilles in the opposite leg uh, where he tore his ACL. Like, just what's your thoughts on just Clay going down again, man? I mean, such a tough gut wrenching blow, man, for Clay being hurt again yeah man just it's 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 really sad man when i when i seen that he was he had a leg injury uh and pick up basketball game in southern california first thing came to mind man i was like man i hope it's not his acl or uh you know the uh or the uh achilles or you know uh one of the two i was like man i hope he is just something you know that he can rebound from and get back on the basketball court but it wasn't that man. He tore uh his his Achilles, and we won't see uh Clay Thompson this year playing any basketball. And it sucks, man, because I was really looking forward to the Warriors being one of the top teams this year. Yeah, and which I think they could potentially still be uh, by making some moves that they made. But um, you can't replace a uh a Clay Thompson. No, it's sir. hard to re- it's hard to replace a Clay Thompson. Uh. I just, you know, my my all my support and everything goes out to him and uh, his family. I know it's a tough blow, but you know, I know he about he'll bounce back one hundred percent. Oh, you know, hopefully after this Achilles uh, injury, hopefully he can bounce back and you know be be something, be how he was. We don't know if he will, but hopefully he could be, you know, not better, but you know, come back and still be able to perform in the in the way that we are used to seeing him perform yeah i agree just a tough blow i love clay thompson i love the way he plays the game um i love his arrival into uh stardom in the nba um you know three championships man one of the greatest shooters of all time one of the most clutch players that i've ever seen and i hate it for him 
he's so young. He's so young. And to go through this and back to back injuries, you just don't you just don't understand why it happens, especially to the great young players in this league. But it happens. It's sports. People get injured, man. And and all we can do is hope and pray that Clay bounces back uh, a speedy, healthy recovery. And we get a chance to see him uh, next season back with the Warriors. I can only imagine how Draymond, Steph, and Coach Kerr and these guys have felt uh, learning this lose. It must have been tough. And just for the NBA as a whole, if you're a fan of the sport, I mean, it, 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 it's, it had to be just oh, a huge letdown uh, to see and hear that Klay Thompson had went down. But here at Sports says, like, you know, like me and Black said, we wish Clay a speedy, healthy recovery, and we look forward to seeing him very, very soon back in the Golden State Warriors uniform uh, playing basketball, man. So uh, get well soon, Clay. Get well. All right, man, let's get into free agency, baby. Let's get into it. Let's start with my opinion, Black's opinion, the hottest move that took place so far in this draft. Black, we got an unexpected signing in Los Angeles, and I cannot be disrespectful before we get to talking about the Lakers. Los Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports, the LA Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Black Montrez Harrell, the reigning NBA Sixth Man of the Year. In the wee hours of the Friday night, as we were chilling in our homes, monitoring the moves, something came across our timeline, Black. <laughs> and it was Montrez Harrell signing a two-year deal to come play for the Los Angeles Lakers. Black, how in the world? Did this happen, Black? Montrez Harrell, a Laker. How you feel about it? Oh, uh, man, I'm excited, man. Uh, Rob Palenka. Yeah. Clutch Sports. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, this is how this happened. Um, Rich Paul, shout Rich out Paul. to you, my man. Yes, shout, shout out, out to shout you. Out. You know, we here at the Sports Desk, we appreciate you. Yes, we, we really do. do. We do. From the bottom yes. of our hearts. Yes, Clutch yes, Sports. Yes, we do. <laughs> 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 I just love it, man. I love it, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, we getting another dog, another dog. You know, uh, he can do multiple things on the defensive side and the offensive side of the ball. Yes, you know he's that presence. He's that presence that we're going to need. Uh, we're going to need down low, and we got younger. We got younger. Yeah. You know, yeah. even though we lost Dwight, but picking up Montrez made up for that. Yes, you know, and uh, every, all you all you idiots and naysayers mm. that mm. says that this is the guy that. Uh, that the Joker manhandled when they were in the playoffs. Yes, it was. But you know what the Clippers didn't have? What didn't they have, Black? They didn't have Anthony Davis. Mm. So, all you naysayers, all you idiots, I want you to sit back and watch this show. When that duo gets on the flow, and then we're going to mm. see what you have to say then. Absolutely. But man, I was just so excited, man. And if uh, if 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 you hadn't heard, I'm just gonna give it to you. It's been a two. It's a two year, two twenty million dollar deal option to the second year. Mm -hmm. So this is this is this is big for the Lakers, man. We wanted to see us get better. Yes, sir. We wanted to see that. I think we would have been okay if we would have brought some of the same pieces back uh, and and added some more. But we got better. We didn't we didn't just settle. 
for what we won a championship with. We mm -hmm. went out and got better and we got younger. Absolutely. And like D was telling me, LeBron needs this. Yes. He needs this. He he needs younger guys around him. Yes. And and that's what Rob Palinka is doing. So shout out to Ron Palinka, Jeannie Buzz, Clutch Sports, Rich Ball, Montrez Harrell. I see you, my man. Yes. I might have to just get your jersey. I'm trying to make up my mind what I'm going to do <laughs> after the rest of these picks go in, yes. roll in. And I might just get your jersey next year. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited, man, for the Lakers, man. A uh, big, big pickup in free agency. Absolutely. I am overjoyed, overjoyed that the Lakers was somehow, some way able to pull this off. Again, Rob Palenka, all respects to you, sir. Rich Paul Clutch Sports, we thank you, sir. <laughs> because listen, people now want to talk trash about Montrez Harrell. Here at the Sports Test, we've been saying it all year long. We said Trez is a dog. Trez can score the ball. He is somebody energy-wise that the Lakers are going to have to gravitate towards. We also said that the Lakers, that Anthony Davis was just going to do what he wanted to do with anybody on the Clippers because they didn't have the size. But we saw what Montrez Harrell did all year long, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And everybody out there was saying, boy, Montrez, Montrez, got, he got everything going to take to get the Lakers up out of here. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see that. Montrez Harrell saw enough in that Clippers locker room. Montrez Harrell saw that the Kawhi Leonard was not a leader. Montrez Harrell saw that Paul George was fool's gold. <laughs> Montrez Harrell saw enough, everything that he needed to see. He's very close by to what's happening in, 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 with the Lakers. You want to know why he's close by? Because they play in the same building. So right around the corner was the Kang. Right around the corner was the Brow. And everything that was happening in L.A. And Montrez Harrell want to win, dog. Mm -hmm. Montrez Harrell going to make money. But he want to win. And by winning, he came to the Lakers. This is a humongous upgrade. Now, I hated to lose Dwight, but Montrez Harrell is an upgrade from Dwight Howard. Why? Because he can legitimately score the basketball. He rebounds. He creates havoc in the lane. No pushover, all dog. Now, I respect everything Dwight did for us, and we wish him good luck on his journey to Philadelphia. But listen, bro. The league commands you to score points. And you mean to tell me that the Lakers are going to bring in a 15 to 18 point score to come off the bench who's the reigning sixth man of the year still in his prime? And that's not benefits for the Lakers? Absolutely it is benefits for the Lakers. Montrez Harrell, we welcome you. Purple and gold, put it on your back, bruh. Take this ride with the King and Anthony Davis and get your first championship. Because if we're healthy and the injury gods bless us throughout this season, you name me a team who's going to get us out of here. I'll give you a couple more weeks to get an answer for that because the season doesn't start December 22nd. But I challenge you to give me a team who's going to look the Lakers in the eyes after getting Montrez Harrell, after getting Dennis Schroeder, after getting Wesley Matthews, getting younger in the department. We're not done yet. We're still in the running for a couple of more players, and we'll see what happens. But name me a team who's going to do something with us in the playoffs. Because, Black, you remember what they told us before the Western Conference playoffs started, right? Mm -hmm. They said the Blazers is going to make it tough for us. It could go seven games. And if Dame Little so hot, he can get us out of here, Black. They told us Russell Westbrook and James Harden, the two MVPs, they were going to come together with small ball and get the Lakers up out of here. Five! <laughs> they told us the Denver Nuggets was running so hot, Jamal Murray and the Joker. The Joker did what he wanted to do to the Clippers. Absolutely eviscerated them. Five! And then they told us when Jimmy Butler had that breakout triple-double game, they said, Joe, oh, oh, my God, 
the Lakers are in trouble now. Look like the Heat are going to come together and they're, they're going to get it. Six. Chip. <laughs> so we're taking all that momentum into this season with Montrezl Harrell, Wesley Matthews, and Dennis Schroeder. And what y'all going to do with us? Black, talk to, talk to us about the rest of the moves that the Lakers made, Lakers made bringing in Dennis Schroeder, bringing in Wes Matthews. Black, how you feel about those other moves that the Lakers brought in, man? Man, I love, I love every, move, every move the Lakers made. And I just want to give a... Before I get into it, I want to give a special shout out to mm. Rajon Rondo. Mm -hmm. You know, we, you're going to be missed, sir. Mm -hmm. You're going to be missed. Um, I was, I was one of the ones hoping, praying that you would come back. Yeah. But we know what it is, bro. It was time for you to get paid. You were yeah. looking for one more big payday, and I understand that. Yeah. But uh, in the midst of losing him, we are, we signed another young point guard dog yes, who did. just do everything and get you 15 to 20. You know, easily. And he will guard your best, your best defender on a good night. I mean, he would defend your best offensive player on a good night at the point of shooting guard position. Yes, he sir. He will guard in, uh, and Dennis Schroeder. Mm -hmm. So, man, I, I love what we're doing, man. Getting younger. Getting better. I, I, I see this. I, see, we were already, I feel like we were already a good defensive team last year, but I feel like we're going to be better. I think so, too. Defensively. I think so. Offense is going to come. It's going to happen. For sure. But defensively, you got younger. You got guys who can really bring it, bring the intensity defensively. I, I, and what I'm seeing in free agency, that's what I'm seeing with these picks that we picked up. Mm -hmm. You re-signed one, one of your best defenders in Caldwell Pope. You picked up a, a big wing and Wesley Matthews, who, who, who can guard as well, his, who's one of the better, better defenders in the league. Mm -hmm. And then you add Dennis Shooters, who's one of the better defender and one of the better offensive players in the league. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about, man, everything that we, that we did and we putting around uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James because this is what we need to do because we know everything, everybody, everybody's on a mission this year. The NBA is going to be up. It really is going to be up for grabs this year. There's a lot of people that wasn't playing last year that's going to be back this year. You know, and, 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 I and I love the moves that Rob Palenka is making. And like you say, D, I don't think we finish. I don't think we finish. Mm -hmm. You know, as we talking, we hope something roll in. Yes. So we can give it to you. But Absolutely. it's not over yet. We still got work to be done, pieces to make. But Rajon Rondo, you're going to be truly missed. I wish yes. you the best. Yes. Avery Bradley, whatever. Uh, good luck to you in Miami and your whatever you want to do over there, my guy. Mm -hmm. But, um... I'm happy about what we did, D. I'm looking forward to seeing this product put on the court and uh, how it looks next year. Absolutely, man. And, and we'd be remiss, man, if we just didn't sing the praises of Contavious Caldwell Pope returning to the Los Angeles Lakers on a three-year, $30 million deal. I'm so happy about that. Black could tell you all weekend long, I would say, bro, we need to get KCP back. KCP proved himself in clutch moments. Every time the Lakers went on a draw offensively in the playoffs, who was the player to give us life? KCP. Who was playing hellacious defense? KCP. Like, KCP is a champion now, and now he's a rich man. $30 million, man, for the Los Angeles Lakers. Some people oh, the Lakers overpaid for him. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. This man was due a payday. This man is a champion. And let's keep it real. He was probably the third most consistent player on that Lakers team. He showed me something last year. Early in the year, KCP went through a shooting slump. He couldn't hit nothing for like weeks. And it's like he just turned it on, man, and just was focused and he just stuck to it. And he proved himself this season. So thankfully, KCP is back 
you know, with us. That's going to pay huge dividend for the Lakers as we get late into the season. And, of course, when the playoffs start. Very happy that KCP is back. Dwight Howard, thank you. Rajon Rondo, thank you. You guys contributed well, and we're going to miss you guys. But there's one player in particular, Black, if you don't mind. <clears throat> Avery Bradley, we talked last week, bruh. We talked last week, bruh. And I don't want people to get it confused. It's not the fact that Avery Bradley went on to the Miami Heat. No, 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 no. That's, that's not what it is. He's entitled to make the move and go where he wanted to go. But I had a problem with how Avery Bradley carried himself like he was this unsung hero for the Lakers championship quest. I hate to have to remind you folks and Avery Bradley, but you wasn't in the bubble, sir. The last time we saw you was that great game in March when you, we beat the Clippers and you had 25 points. We was feeling really good and then the pandemic hit and we never saw you again. But somehow, someway, the Lakers were able to win a title in convincing fashion, if you ask me. Somehow, someway, we was able to do that, Avery. But you come out and say you don't know if the Lakers value what you bring to the team. Your agent, excuse me, not you, but your agent. Don't know if the Lakers value the, the offer that the Lakers offer you, it, it, it was kind of a slap in the face. How? How was it a slap in the face? Carry your business like other people are carrying their business. Did Gordon Hayward say, hey, the Boston Celtics ain't treat me with this and that before he left and went to Charlotte? I didn't hear a word. Did Jeremy Grant say the Denver Nuggets weren't doing this and doing that before he went on to Detroit? I didn't hear a word. So, Avery Bradley, why are you coming out speeding against the Los Angeles Lakers, sir? Just go ahead and make your move, pick up your family, move to Miami, and just play ball. Because one thing you need to realize, Avery, <laughs> we're going to see you this year. And I'm pretty sure that the Lakers and Heat game will be a highly televised game, rematch of the NBA Finals. And there's going to be somebody waiting on you, Avery Bradley. Hmm. Or one or two people going to be waiting on you. And sir, you won't be able to do nothing against these individuals, Avery Bradley. And we're going to remind you, Avery Bradley, why you should have stayed in Los Angeles. You should have bit down on your mouthpiece and came back and get you another ring. Because I'm starting a petition, Black. You want to know what that petition is? Yeah. I'm going to petition for Avery Bradley's championship reign to come to my house. <laughs> I'm going to write a letter to the Los Angeles Lakers saying, hey, this is why I deserve that championship ring more than Avery Bradley, my guy. And that's pretty much all I have. On Avery Bradley going to the Miami Heat. All right, man, we're going to transition to Charlotte, man. Gordon Hayward. Yesterday, we was, you know, chilling uh, at my son's birthday party. And Black tapped me on the shoulder and flipped his phone over. And I, com I, <laughs> I started reading Gordon Hayward to the Hornets. Four years, $120 million. Black, now we know we done heard of robberies in our lifetime. <laughs> we know we done seen people go on live video and rob a bank. Black, what would you call this signing of Gordon Hayward getting paid $120 million over four years ago to the Charlotte Hornets, Black? Man, he's stealing money, man. <laughs> he's stealing money. He is the, uh, he is the Kirk cousin of the NBA. <laughs> stealing money. <laughs> I mean, stealing yeah. money. Look, man, I'm happy you got your payday, bro. Obviously, whatever conversation you had with uh, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, uh, he really wanted you there. Yeah. And he overpaid for it. Yes, he did. And, you know, not to say that you're not a good player, but you missed 111 games when you played with Boston. 
You missed 111 games. And I know injuries happen and I know you bounce back, but I understand you missed 111 games. Yes. We yeah. didn't get to see the Gordon Haywood we wanted to see in Boston. No, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't get to see that. So you wanted you wanted out of Boston and wanted to secure secure your future. So you signed a four year $120 million deal with the Charlotte Hornets. Now, I'm not I'm not mad at the the signing. Like you said, D, the Hornets are doing something here. They are. They have a little something going on. And they like do. you say, he could potentially be an all-star next year. Yeah. He could potentially be an all-star playing for the Hornets next yeah. year that we could see. But I don't think this is a deal that I would have made and mm-hmm. pay him that much money. Mm-hmm. I would think he would have got somewhere around the 80, the four-year yeah. 80, yeah. 85 range. Mm-hmm. But Charlotte got their guy. They did. And they paid for it. Yes, they did. You know, I don't know if he was the top target on, the, on, on, on in free agency, but it looked like he was. And, and, and they paid him well. So I wish you the best in Charlotte with the Hornets. And... um. Continue to steal money, you know, as much as you can, you know, it's, it's, it's about the almighty dollar, you know, and, and you continue, you're continuing to show us, you know, what the contracts that you have had over your career in Boston, now in Charlotte, that uh, you're stealing, but <laughs> hey, all the love to you, Gordon Haywood, we wish you the best in Charlotte, man. Yeah, I mean, it's way too much money. I think Gordon Hayward is a nice player. I think he's a third option player on a really good team. When is he when he was in Utah, he averaged 15 to 18, made an all-star team in the West. He went to Boston, signed a mega deal. Unfortunately, we saw what happened first game in the Boston Celtics uniform. He had a very bad injury. And it took him a while to get back. Then he got back to he got back and he became basically the third score, third or fourth score for Boston, and he still averaged 15. So Gordon Hayward is a decent player. But he's a very good number two or number three on a winning team. So he's going to Charlotte basically being the best player, so to speak. I mean, he's paid like it. So they're going to look to him for leadership. They're going to look to him to set the tone in the locker room. And I don't know if Gordon Hayward is even capable of all that. I mean, shout out to my boy David Rozier. My boy Rozier hit me here like, this is disgusting. He said, why do they keep, why does Jordan keep paying these lack of talent players? So I said, hold on, bro. The man got talent. You know, but my boy Roger wanted to let me know, hey, bro, no, that's he not where it's at. You know, so I ain't going to be so hard on Gordon, but he did steal a lot of money from Michael Jordan. And this is why Michael Jordan sucks as a general manager. This is why he sucks. You gave him one hundred and twenty million dollars. Now, I'm going to read off some of the players that these guys have in Charlotte and black. I'm telling they got a nice young roster. That could potentially make the playoffs next year. They got Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier. They dropped the LaMelo Ball third overall. They got uh, Miles Bridges. I mean, they got some nice young pieces to add with Gordon Hayward, but it's not going to be enough to what? Is it going to be enough to get you past the first round? Is it? I don't know. Mm. I don't know if it's going to be enough, but Charlotte is doing something. And as I look at their talent, this is the best talent overall that I think they've had, even in the Kimball Walker years. Like, even when Kimmel Walker said, they got to the playoffs one time. Of course, they got swept by the Heat in four games. Should have been in two games. I mean, my God, 30-point <laughs> wins every game. <laughs> so, we'll see what happens in Charlotte. But I hope that this $120 million that Michael Jordan paid Gordon Hayward doesn't come back to really bite him in the butt, my boy. 
Because, man, I'm pretty sure when Gordon Hayward signed that contract, he was smiling like a Chester cat, my boy. <laughs> straight to the bank. I mean, straight to the bank. Drop it all in there. $120 million from the Charlotte Hornets, my man. All right, let's move on in free agency. Let's see what we got. So we had a trade. Let's give it to the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, they had a trade that broke down, but Drew Holiday is now a Milwaukee Buck, and they was going to get Banyan Barnjanovic, bogey, but that trade fell apart, and it looked like Bogey is back out here dealing with suitors. He signed the offer sheet from the Atlanta Hawks today, but the Lakers are still in play for Bogey, but he won't be going to the Bucks. Now, Black, we know Giannis Antetokounmpo is due, is due to hit the free agent market after this season. Do you think adding Drew Holiday will be enough to keep him there? And what, what difference would Drew Holiday make that uh, Eric Bledsoe didn't? Um... I really believe Drew Holiday would be an upgrade for uh, Giannis there in Milwaukee. Uh, he's a he's a twenty to twenty five guy every night, and he's a, a elite defender, mm-hmm. first team All uh, NBA All Defense. So I think it really is an upgrade. I think an uh, upgrade. I think it it would. I I believe it will help Giannis, but I don't know if it keep it keeps Giannis in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Listen, this is potentially a guy who could potentially be the face of the league. One of the one of the uh, one of the dominant players in the NBA that we have, and I don't know if Milwaukee is going to be able to hold on to him, especially when you got teams like Miami, the Warriors, like teams just going to be after him strongly, strongly. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if uh, Drew Holiday is the piece to keep him there. Now they have a nice big three in him, in Holiday, Giannis, and Middleton. Nice big three. Okay. I don't know what what else is going to be around that. Mm-hmm. We know Brooke Lopez is there, but the other pieces, I don't know what's there. But um, I believe the I believe the same thing is going to happen once again for the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. They'll be one of the better teams throughout the whole year, maybe even the best team in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And then get to the playoffs and run into one of these teams who know how to take Giannis away mm-hmm. and make it make it tough for everyone else. And that's going to, and that's the reason why Giannis will not be in Milwaukee. Come mm-hmm. uh, next year, he will he will leave Milwaukee in, in free agency mm-hmm. and go elsewhere and go to greener pastures. Mm-hmm. But I do like the trade that they made because they got another they got they up they got an upgraded piece from Eric Bledsoe. Uh, Drew Holiday is Drew Holiday is going to be very very good for the Milwaukee Bucks. I believe that. Yeah, I think it was a small upgrade. Um, Bledsoe is a good defender. Drew Holiday is a good defender. I believe they both have the same type of accolades on the defensive side of the ball drew will bring more offense but i doesn't think i don't think this makes milwaukee any better than what they were i mean what are they going to do they're going to go back to the second round and go home again quite possibly i mean i'm not i'm not seeing anything different from the books that make me feel otherwise will they be able to beat the nets in the nba playoffs uh no they won't will they be able to beat the miami heat in the nba playoffs i don't think they will I mean, look at the East, man, and, and you tell me where Milwaukee is that much better than anybody else. I, I don't see it. I firmly believe that I've been saying this for years. I've been saying it for years that Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be a Golden State Warrior. Or he's going to be in Miami and South Beach. That's where he's going to be at. It's just whichever place that he wants to go. If I'm Giannis Antetokounmpo, it's no realistic chance. I'm even taking a meeting to discuss with the Bucks to stay with you. Like, not at all. This is temporary. And Drew Holiday, thank God he's on the final years of his deal because as soon as Giannis let them know he's opting out, then Drew Holiday can go to another team that he won't be stuck there. Then it'll be Chris Middleton's team, and then they won't make the playoffs at all. <laughs> We're just Chris Middleton uh, running the show and Brooke, Brooke and Robin Lopez. I mean, come on. 
So, no, I think this was for nothing. I think if I was Milwaukee, I would have been looking to try to move Giannis, honestly, but I know you can't do that because of what he brings to your organization, the money that he generates, the the, the he put uh, you know, uh, butts in the seats. I mean, when we able to get fans back in the arena, that's why you can't let Giannis go. When people ask, like, why didn't the OKC trade uh, Kevin Durant? They can't. He brings butts to the seats, mm-hmm. ticket prices, jerseys, money. They can't. Oh, why didn't Dan Gilbert trade LeBron James if he didn't commit? What do you mean? He sells out their arena. He brings so much money and revenue to the organization. That's why you can't trade LeBron James when he doesn't commit to your franchise. It's the same with Giannis Antetokounmpo. I just flat out don't see how this made them better. I thought this was for nothing. Now, they were able to get bogey. Because I like Bonjanovic. I think he's going to make a team that much better because he can just score the basketball at a clip. I mean, he can really shoot the ball, but they didn't get him. They didn't get him. So it's kind of like he's walking in there, you know, just getting another guard and Drew Holiday, who I like, but he's only going to give him 10 more points than what Aaron Bledsoe gave him. Mm. And is that going to win for you? No. Now, Chris Middleton is still developing, and he had a good showing when Giannis went out trying to do all he could to keep them in that series um, against the Heat, but it ain't enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. Giannis Antetokounmpo, this is his last season, season in Milwaukee. It'll shock me if he's still there after this year. All right. All right, let's get into some other notables. Man, they traded Danny Green first, bro. I mean, Danny Green was the first one off the books. I just had to mention that. Danny Green had been passed around, man. It's crazy. So he was traded to the Thunder, and now he's a 76er. So the Philadelphia 76ers have uh, traded Al Horford first and a second-round pick to the Thunder for Danny Green. So the Sixers must really wanted Danny Green for whatever reason, and they got him. So he's out there uh, in Philadelphia. What else we had? We had the 76ers trade for Seth Curry. I like that move. Seth Curry had a good year last year. He did. Uh, for the math. So I like that move, and it's ironic that he's going to go play for his father-in-law, uh, Doc Rivers, uh, out there uh, in Philadelphia. All right, let's get to the first max deal on the books. De'Aaron Fox. Got paid by the Sacramento Kings five years, $163 million. It could end up being $195 million Supermax with a player, player's uh, option. Like, we don't talk about De'Aaron Fox that much here, and reasons why we don't are pretty obvious. But what do you think about him as a player and him getting this type of money, man? Uh, young, uh, a young kid, young all-star, man. He's going to be good. Uh. He's been everything for uh, Sacramento Kings. He's mm-hmm. been everything. Uh, highlight reel. Mm-hmm. He can do it all, man, offensively. Uh, he deserved his money, D. He deserved his money. He deserved to get that super max because if you don't have a De'Aaron Fox with Sacramento Kings, you, you don't have anything. No, sir. So uh, they had to pay this kid to return. And like you say, you need players like this to put butts in the seats that in the fans that you do have. You need him to put the butts in the seats, and that's what this kid can do. So shout out to him on a max deal uh, that he that he received from the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I like De'Aaron Fox, man. He's very talented, man. He's just been in a poor organization who can't win. I mean, uh, Sacramento's getting better, and we'll see how close they get to the playoffs. They've been on the verge of the playoffs the last two years, but they just can't get there. But Fox is a very, very good player. Has potentially he potentially can be great, and I think he deserves this money. He's a great attraction, and and uh, I know he's going to pay dividends for Sacramento. It's just what can Sacramento do to put pieces around him so they can win uh, going forward. Well, as we mentioned earlier, Dwight Howard is now Philadelphia 76er as well. Let's get to a puzzling signing, man. Marcus Morris got paid four years, sixty-four million to the lowly, pathetic. Not very good 
at all Los Angeles Clippers. And the last time uh, that we talked about them boys, this was the soundbite that we heard. Black Marcus Morris, $64 million to stay with the Clippers. Does this make sense to you, Black? No, it doesn't. He's stealing money. He's stealing money. <laughs> He's stealing money, bro. Last time we seen you, sir, uh, not only did we hear that music, but you know what your what your stat line was? A whopping six points mm, in a closeout game. Mm, and you were brung there to bring the intensity, that, 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 that other scoring that they need the other player to bring to score baskets. Mm-hmm. And you didn't show up, sir. And you know what? Your six, whopping six points got you? What's that, Black? $64 million. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, bro. So he's running. He's running to. Uh, he's running to Vice Star. <laughs> he's running to. <laughs> Crazy, bro. He, he's running to Navy Federal <laughs> to check all the accounts, my boy. That's to crazy. see what that $64 million is going to show up in his account. Absolutely, man. Because he know that would be the last piece. Yeah. The last piece of big money that he will receive. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy that this man gets If anybody else deserves $64 million, we could have just gave that to Mark Keith because he got him a rank. <laughs> And he show up and delivered. If you don't remember, this man hit six threes in a row. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. His brother ain't do nothing. Did did, did uh Marquise have a game like that? No, Marcus did not have a game like that, sir. So you owe your give your brother half of that, bro. Give him thirty. <laughs> give him thirty two of that. Yeah. Let yeah. him get some of that. Crazy. But he's stealing money, bro. Like this is this is one of the this is one of the uh. One of the free agent moves that had me scratching my head. But I can see why they do it. When you lose a guy like Trez, you start gambling. Mm-hmm. And this was a gamble move. You know, and they know they couldn't, they lost, they lost Trez, but they felt like they couldn't lose him. I don't know why they did it. Shout out to you for getting your money. But very bad move. One of the one of the head scratches of the weekend, D, most definitely. Yeah, definitely, man. It's just a mind-blowing move. I guess with Trez leaving, they feel like they couldn't afford to lose Marcus at all. So they definitely decided to overpay him, giving him 64 million for four years. I mean, him, him, I know he himself uh asked his agent to say, come back again. What you say? I didn't hear you. When he told him, when, <laughs> when his agent told him the deal that the Clippers were trying to make him. He definitely said, bro, can you please repeat that deal? Uh, and then when his agent retold it to him, he said, oh, yeah, sign that. Sign that for $64 million, man, with Marquise Morris. All right, another interesting move, and I think this is a great move, actually. The Boston Celtics um, signed Tristan Thompson. Signed Ooh. Tristan Thompson, two-year deal. Uh, I don't have the money particulars right in front of me, but this is the 19 piece. $19 million. Two-year, $19 million, yeah. This is the piece... That Boston needs. They need an athletic big who can run the floor, who can guard on the perimeter, who can block shots in the paint. Now, Tristan has a decent offensive game, but they need an enforcer in the middle. And Tristan's last years with LeBron, you saw him 
mature into that. I haven't really seen what he can do in Cleveland after he was just pretty much left there for dead after the King left. But now he's in a situation with Tatum, Brown, Smart. I mean, they have a nice nucleus and they needed a big. And that's what my Miami beat them because they didn't have a big. Mm-hmm. Bam did whatever he wanted to do in that paint. Yes, Kelly O'Linick, they did whatever they wanted to do in that paint because they just didn't have nothing that can contend with them. And now they doing Tristan Thompson. So, Black, how do you feel about Double T being in Boston this season? Yeah, man, I'm excited for him, man. Um, he he deserves a chance to compete again, man, because Tristan, Tristan Thompson is one of the better uh, big men in the league. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy he went to Boston. He will... I think he found a, a nice home in Boston for the next two years. And I really believe that he will ensure, you know, defensively that inside, you yes. know, he would give players, like you said, he would give Bam problems. He would give Embiid problems, you know, because he, he, he's a rough rider. He's a dog. He's one of the type players. And if you, if you, if you don't know that you need to go back and look at some footage of him in Cleveland with LeBron. Yeah. But yeah, man, I love this for Tristan, man. Shout out to him on, uh, getting his uh, money in Boston. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense for him to be there. All right, let's talk some Supermax deals, man. Some young players got big-time money. Big-time money. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, the spider, got five years, $195 million to stay with the Utah Jazz. Black, how do you feel about this young man getting big money, man? Oh, man, I'm excited for Donovan Mitchell, man. We've been we've been watching him for the past uh, two to three years here. Yeah. And then this year, uh, before the pandemic and in the in the bubble, man, this he just he just took off. I'm talking about fifty point game after fifty point game. Like him and going Aaron nuts. Murray just had a little rivalry going on when they played each other, Jamal man. Murray, yeah. uh, Jamal Murray, and it was it was good to see. We've been we've been seeing Donovan Mitchell ever since he entered that dunk contest mm-hmm. and All Star Weekend, and then it seemed like he started. He started raising up, and then he became, he's the face of the Utah Jazz. Absolutely. You know, no he he became the man in Utah. I don't know if he was drafted to be the man, but he has become that. Yeah, no question. You know, so shout out to him on getting a super max, a five-year, $195 million deal. So shout yeah. out to him on getting paid. Yeah, big money for him. Big money for him, and, and he deserves it. He's keeping Utah relevant. Free agents don't go to Utah. You know, you got to look up in the draft, and they did with this young kid who's an exciting player. The duel between him and Jamal Murray, like Black just stated, was one for the ages. These, these, these two young players had multiple 50-point games that went seven games, bruh. It was a beautiful thing to see, so he definitely deserves his money. And he's going to take his fourth year, bruh. And he's already making $195 million. It's crazy. Fourth year in the league, bruh. Can you imagine if he keeps going where he's going, how much money he'll be able to make in the NBA very happy for him, man. He First contract, it. Superman. First contract, Superman. It's crazy. Utah knew they couldn't let him go to the market. They nah, knew it. Nah, they know they, they can't do that. They, they got to get him done early, <laughs> a year early. Another young player got another Supermax deal today. Jason, Jason Tatum. Man, special player. Signed a 195 five-year deal to stay with Boston again, Black. What are your sentiments on young Tatum getting this big money? Uh, Cause we both think that he is possibly next. Yeah, we do. And um, he didn't have he he didn't have the best bubble. He wasn't one of the better players in the bubble. He struggled a lot in the bubble. But before the bubble, man, I mean, this kid was killing. I mean, 30, 40, every I mean, giving it to everybody. Yeah. You know, like he he went head to head with LeBron and the Lakers, man, and it came down to the wire, man. If it weren't for LeBron hitting the game winner, man, uh. 
we could we could be talking about him like the thing he did. He had almost fifty points in that game, D. Mm -hmm. But man, this kid, he definitely deserves his money. He is up next. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they need to continue to find ways to get uh, to get Tatum involved because it's points in it's points in times when he plays, he disappears. Yep. So I think they need to find find different ways and put the ball in his hand more. You know, put it in his hand more so he can be. You know, so he can go out there and do his thing. But shout out to him, man, on getting that Supermax 195. It's it's crazy. Young kids, I mean, not even 25 years old yet, Supermax contracts at 195. Yeah. Like you saying, D, these kids are can literally still be in their 20s. He's 22 years old. Still be in their 20s and get another Supermax contract. Yes, he will get another one. Like, the game has changed so much. Mm-hmm. Like young kids are getting supermax close to two hundred million dollars. Yeah. And I think they say some way in his contract, like it can go up to two hundred and something million yep. if he, you know, if yeah. if he make any all NBA or anything like that. But it's crazy to see, man, how it has changed, how the money has changed in the NBA. Like yeah. you don't have to wait anymore. No. If you if you're good your first two to three years in the NBA, you're gonna get paid. Big money. You're going to get paid, and that's what we're seeing out of him, out of Tatum, and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Jason Tatum is one of my favorites, uh, a, a fellow Dukey. You know, I'm a Duke basketball fan, and and you just knew right away, man, that he was going to be a problem. I mean, the measurements, man, he's six foot seven, you know, 220. He can move inside, outside. He can shoot it, shoot the three, go to the rack. He plays decent defense, and he's 22 years old, and he's made $195 million. Plus whatever he made on his rookie deal because he was the second pick overall in the draft. And Boston, again, they couldn't afford for him to go to the market. And they paid him a year early. But Boston had to make a decision. Before, because for two years now, it's been who's a better player, Jalen Brown or Tatum? Brown or Tatum? Now, they paid Brown last year. They did. And they got $80 million last year to stay in Boston. Jason Tatum got 195 million dollars over a hundred more million dollars than Jalen Brown I think the Boston Celtics told us today who they value more out of the two players because Jalen Brown and Tatum they won't play together much longer I don't believe that they will mm -hmm. Jalen Brown is a very very good player and could potentially be great but when you look at Tatum and everything that he's done in Boston the offense just has to go through him he has to shoot more shots and my thing with Tatum is can he be a leader He's going to be called upon to do that this year. We're making that money the head of the team. So I'm happy for Tatum. He deserves it. I'm glad that he's gotten his money. But man, with that kind of money comes great responsibility. Yes, it does. And can you continue your trajectory like you've been going? I think that he can because his makeup is different. You know what I'm saying? He's not a loud, obnoxious, boisterous guy. Like he's literally coming in there to hoop and improve, and he's done that. And that's why he's $195 million richer this year. All right, Black Fred Van Vliet. He bet on himself, Black. He bet on himself, dog. Fred Van Vliet got an $85 million for four years to stay with the Toronto Raptors. Man, happy for Van Vliet. Yeah, oh, I'm happy for him. Get it out the mud store, yeah. man, and got his money. He uh yeah I'm 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 very happy for Van Vliet. He better on himself, D. Like he said, mm -hmm. he said you know don't be always bet on yourself, and 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 I feel him, man. And that's what he did. I mean, this guy played a pivotal uh pivotal part in the Raptors winning a championship uh uh last not last year the year before last, and uh man, it's just amazing that he 
that he got paid, man. I mean, the uh, the richest contract for a non uh, undrafted player. undrafted player. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, 80, 85 million, 88 million? 85 million dollars. 85 million dollars. Like, shout out to him, man, and his family. Uh, Van Vliet is one of the better, one of the better non drafted players in the NBA and will continue to, and will continue to be better as he grows there in, uh, in Toronto with, with the Raptors. So I'm, I'm excited to see what, you know, moving forward, what he can bring. He's going to be a key piece to this team, getting yeah. eighty five million dollars. A key piece, yeah. like you say, D. When 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 guys pay you anywhere from eighty five over a hundred, you're a key piece. You're an important piece to what they are doing. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited for him and his, like I said, and his family once again. Uh, shout out to uh, Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, happy for him. Real get it out the mud story. Real get it out the mud player. Um, he bet on himself, man, and he turned out to be a key piece. To that Raptors championship win. And I believe he he was as vital as Kawhi Leonard's uh uh participation in that finals because when he came off the bench, he literally lit it up, bro. Mm-hmm. And he played great defense on Steph Curry, man, and got big threes and hit big shots um in that finals, man. He deserves it. You know, good for Toronto that they were able to keep him because I thought he was gonna be a Nick. I thought he was end up going to go to New York and leave Toronto behind, but nah, the Raptors were fortunate enough to keep him. They paid him, and he deserved it, man. So shout out Fred Van Vliet for betting on himself and getting that money. Had a little trade request out there, and I don't really care too much about this because I don't really think it's about nothing. John Wall has said he wants out of Washington. He was offended that the Wizards uh, put him on the table to be traded for Russell Westbrook, and 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 the Wizards went ahead and said they're going to build around Bradley Beal, kind of taking some of his steam away. John Wall ain't played basketball in three years. <laughs> we know he's been dealing with injury, but he ain't played basketball in three years, bro. Mm-hmm. So how do you get offended at an organization who doesn't know what they're going to get from you to try to improve their organization? So I don't know where John Wall's going to end up. I don't know who's going to want to take that contract because John Wall is an exciting player. Yes, he is. But John Wall ain't finna win nothing, bro. That's my opinion. Got to get with the right situation. Yeah, he. I mean, he's. Got, I mean, he got to be in a ideal situation mm-hmm. for him to win. Yeah. Him being the leader. Him being a focal point, no, sir. I don't. I don't see where he gets it done. He's athletic. He's talented, and and he's entertaining. You know, he's gonna put butts in the seats. But John Wall, you need to settle down, bro. Requesting a trade to go well. <laughs> I can't even think of a situation where he could go right now, except in Washington to see what him and Bradley Bill can do. You know. So what you got on John Wall Black saying he? I mean, uh, what you got on John Wall Black with him talking about he want to get out of Washington? Yeah, man, I agree with you. Like, uh, John is a, a exciting player, man. He put butts in the seat. He's very entertaining. Like, I feel like the NBA missed John Wall for a little bit, mm-hmm. especially in in Washington. But Bradley Beal has emerged. You know, he has emerged over the three years he's been gone. Absolutely, it's the reason why teams like the Miami Heat, the Milwaukee Bucks, the the Warriors, the Lakers had him in his, in their eyesights. Yep, because they wanted they wanted him. Because they see how far he has come from being the second player playing behind John Wall, mm. and that's not no and 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 that's not the case anymore. Washington 
It's putting their future in John. I mean, in Bradley Bill, Bradley Bill's hand. Mm-hmm. So John Wall missing three years. You know what you need to come back and do? Play your part, sir. Mm-hmm. Play your part. Come back and play basketball and show people that you still got it. Absolutely. That you still can play because we don't know what you have after three years. Right. We don't know what you're going to have. After those injuries you had to deal with over and over and over again. Yeah. We don't know. So let's let's chill out, bro. If you want to trade good, if you want to go somewhere else, okay. But it's not like you're going to go there and be the man. No. It's a lot of teams in the NBA right now. They already have their players. That's the man. Right. And I don't know if John Walker go to a Houston Rockets and be the man. <laughs> no, Or bro. someone like that. That's not going to happen. Like... Uh, let's chill out, John Wall. Just pump the brakes. Yeah, bro. Let's just get get back on the court, get your feet wet, and get back into you know this grind of the NBA season. Let's see, let's see what you got, and then maybe then you can start hollering about a trade. But not now, sir. Not now. Right, I agree with you. We we got to see what you can do, bro. We got to see what you can do, John Wall. Ain't no telling. We don't know what you can do, dog. We have no idea. All right, last but not least, man. Let's talk about these boys, man. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to go? The Los Angeles Clippers, man, who were formally booted out of the NBA bubble by the Denver Nuggets in the second round. Black, black, they've done nothing, black. They've done nothing, man. They gave Marquise Moore 64 million. They lost Montre- they lost Trez Harrell, and they lost uh Mo Harkless, and they lost uh Jermichael Green. They lost a lot of talent on their team, black. And I read something earlier today. They say the Los Angeles Clippers have a, a massive trick up their sleeve. They have something up their sleeve, my boy. And I don't know what that could be. I don't know what the, the, the move that they have that they could do. I mean, because who can they get? Who can they get? I mean, can they go grab Brandon Eagle? No, that doesn't make sense. Some idiot said, oh, they're going to lure Anthony Davis to the Clippers. No, that's not going to happen. So what could the Clippers possibly do to make themselves better? Could they go grab Bradley Bill? Would that make them better? It would. But will it be enough to win a championship? Hmm, who knows? So what do you think the Clippers are going to do going into this season, Black? Because I have no idea. It is black. Literally, no pun intended for the Clippers for me, my boy. D, I don't know, and I really don't care. What they do. I really don't. Like, I don't care about the Clippers anymore. Like, I, I don't want to hear the Clippers' name. You're going to have to show me now. Yes. You're going to have to show me to get my respect. Mm-hmm. Like, from what I seen in the bubble? Oh, man. That changed my whole mindset about the Clippers. But you know what they do have? What's that, Black? They still have Kawhi. They do. They still have PG. They do. And we know. And we know those two guys right there. Yep. When the pressure is on. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, man. It press or bust pipes, don't it, D? Oh, yes, it does, sir. And we definitely seen it. <laughs> and we we've seen it seen firsthand. It. But I don't know what they could do, D. They can, they can go up and reach for gold. And they come. I, 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 I really don't care. Lure Anthony Davis to the, to the Clippers? Mm-hmm. Listen to me. And I know, and, 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 and I know we've seen things happen. Shocking! Oh my God! I can't believe he did that. I can't believe that happened. But why would Anthony Davis want to leave the Los Angeles Lakers to join the Clippers? Why? Don't make sense. You know why he's not going to leave why is that the Los like? Angeles Lakers? Because he's going to continue to win championships. Mm-hmm. He's been picked to go back to back. Mm-hmm. 
And you know what happens when LeBron James leaves the NBA? Mm-hmm. You know who the face of the Los Angeles Lakers is going to be? Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. Yes, sir. Does anyone want? Does anyone other than Kawhi Leonard want to be the face of the Clippers? No, sir. No, sir. Let's stop it with this. <laughs> I don't want to hear another word about Anthony Davis. I know y'all thinking Anthony Davis holding now because he he want to see what picks uh how the Lakers roster is going to look and what's this and what's this. Let me tell you one thing. Let me tell you one thing. You know who this man has in his ear every single day? Who's that, Black? You know who he lives. You know who the, who he lives by or right around the corner? Who's that, Black? LeBron James. LeBron James. And you Le- think LeBron James? All our listeners, do y'all really think LeBron James is going to let that happen? No, he will not. Anthony Davis will be will be a Los Angeles Lakers. I don't want to hear him being mentioned by nothing with the Clippers. Mm-mm. So, D, it don't matter what the Clippers do. Go get who you want to get. It's not going to be enough. It's not. Again, it's not going to be enough. It's not. It's not. It's so, not. whatever, D. They can go get whoever they want. Go get. Well, I, I, I've been hearing Russell Westbrook wanting to come back to L.A. They may get him. That's not enough. We've seen what LeBron did to him. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We've seen what the Lakers did to him. Absolutely. So, Whatever they do, D, it really doesn't matter. I'm focused on the Lakers. The Clippers are in the past. Absolutely, man. I really don't have much to talk about the Clippers either, man. I mean, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are still there. I'm pretty sure they may add a piece or two. We'll see what they are able to do. But look, bro, like Kawhi Leonard leaving the Clippers after next year, bro. He leaving, bro. Like he came there. With a one-shot deal to win a championship last year. And they weren't able to do that. They went home in seven games in embarrassment, embarrassing fashion to the Denver Nuggets. Doc River lost his job. Paul George went absolutely out of sight and out of mind in that series. Patrick Beverly was a non-factor. I mean, you boys totally wet the bed in the playoffs. Up three games to one and you lost. You don't recover from that in one season. That's a that's a big loss. And I just don't see it for the Clippers. I just don't see it. Now, will they come back with revenge on their minds, try to right their wrongs? Okay, probably. But they ain't going to beat the Denver Nuggets this year in the playoffs. Especially if that Blake Griffin trade go through. <laughs> Especially <laughs> if that go through. <laughs> so, I don't know what the Clippers do. Like Black said, I don't care what they do. You think they're going to lure Anthony Davis to the Clippers? Like, I, come on, man. We gonna, when we going to start talking realistic, man? When we're going to start talking realistic. So look, bruh, we'll watch the Clippers play basketball. They should be a top five, six seed in the West. And we'll see them go home in the second round again. Because we all know if they line up against the King in the playoffs, which I hope they do, we know what's going to happen. We got the better team and we'll just go from there. So, yeah. So real quick, man, before we wrap up our NBA, let's kind of talk about the NBA draft just a little bit, bit black. We're going to read the top 10 picks, man, and just get your overall thoughts on the draft. Of course, at number one, had Anthony Edwards out of Georgia go to the Timberwolves. Number two, James Weissman out of Memphis go to the Warriors. LaMelo Ball, he ain't go nowhere, but he's a very talented player playing for the Hornets. He had Patrick Williams, Isaac Okoru, Onika Oganu, Killane Haynes, Obi Toppin, like that pickup for the Knicks. Uh, Denai Abija and Jalen Smith. 
uh, went to the Phoenix Suns. Those are your top 10 picks in the NBA draft. Black, what's your overall thoughts about the draft and who do you think be the best player um, in 10 years? Who will be the best player in 10 years at this draft? Uh, I'm just going to say the player I'm going to keep my eye on, and you just mentioned it, Obi Toppin. Mm-hmm. Man, this kid was ridiculous mm-hmm. in college last year. And him going to the Knicks, he would be the, that player to put uh, the butts back in the seats in New York. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people want fond of the pick because everybody want New York to get that point guard or that shooting guard who can just take over. But this is not a bad pick for New York. Mm-hmm. This kid is star attraction written all over him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he's going to be for New York Knicks. I think the New York Knicks can build can build around Obi Toppin. So uh, that's one of the, that's one of my favorite picks of the draft. I love uh, I love the the kid out of Auburn going to Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. I can't think of his name. Isaac Okoru. Isaac Okoru. He's a he's a great defender, D. Great mm-hmm. defender. Don't know too much about him on the offensive side of the ball, but the kid can D up. Mm-hmm. Was able to see a few of Auburn games last year, and this kid, he uh he's a very good defender. So I'm I'm definitely going to be looking out for him in Cleveland. Don't know how much he's going to be able to do in Cleveland, but uh I expect him to to be a great def- a good defender there in Cleveland for them. And uh, also, you, Lamelo and Edwards, you know those guys. Those, like you said, they could potentially be, you know, superstar, all star players in this league. Potentially superstar players at, in this league. So this is the next generation coming up here, and and it's led by Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman. Like these kids have uh, box office written over them. So I'm looking forward to what these guys can do uh, with their with their new situation and new team. Yeah, for me, the NBA draft just Lamelo Ball. <laughs> Lamelo Ball. That's it. I like Weissman. I think it's gonna be a great addition to that. You uh, like Obi Toppin, bro. I like Obi Toppin too. Yeah. I, and I think that's a great pickup for the Knicks. Yeah. But the best player and the most exciting player out of this draft will be Lamelo Ball. Okay. Look, I know everybody's gripe and everybody's beef. You know, with Lavar Ball and every way how he carried himself. Blah blah blah. I understand that. I get it. But I seen how talented this kid was in high school. You don't score hundred points in the high school game twice, and you're not talented. This man traveled the world, man, and played in a lot of difficult situations as a 16, 17, 18-year-old, man. Like, he's gained a lot of experience, man. And people say, oh, he didn't score that many points. Oh, he didn't wreck the league. But no, no, no. He gained vital experience by playing against grown men. Mm-hmm. Grown men competition level was way higher than him going to the state championship in high school. The competition level was higher than a watered-down college foot college uh, basketball scene. LaMelo Ball is ready for this. He's played in Austria. He's been to Lithuania as a child and been in adverse conditions. His family's been in the spotlight for the past five years. His older brother, his oldest brother is in the NBA. He has a loud mouth father who said he told you so, and he did. (laughs) He told us all that his boys was going to be in the league, and I love Melo the most. I will be getting a LaMelo Ball Charlotte Hornets jersey because he is going to light up the NBA. This kid is going to be a career 25-point scorer in the league. He's six foot nine. He will gain weight. He'll get up to 220, 225. He's shifty. He can get to the rack. He can shoot the ball. He can create on his own. Like That situation in Charlotte is better than a lot of people are giving it credit for. He's going to be around greatness around Michael Jordan. He's going to be able to feed off Mike and learn from Mike. And a kid like that wants to be great. 
Melo wants to be great. And that's the only thing I cared about in this draft. Anthony Edwards, all right, bro, you had a great season in Georgia. I hope you do good. But I ain't going to be checking for Anthony Edwards unless he playing the Lakers. <laughs> but I'm going to be watching the Melo Ball basketball game because I'm a fan of that kid. I just like yeah. what I've seen. And my opinion may be different from yours. A lot of people might not really think Melo going to be nothing because they don't see how he can flourish due to how he was set up by his dad. But look, that man played basketball. He puts on his sneakers one foot at a time. He go out there, he hoop, bro. Yeah, but grown men too. We're when grown he was men. Little kid. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> think that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna change when he gets into the National Basketball Association. Would he have his growing pains? Yes. Would he have his bad nights? Yes. What rookie does it? All rookies go through it. But when it clicks for Melo, bro, he's gonna be a unstoppable scorer in this league. You don't got too many six nine point guards out here. You don't. You definitely don't. You don't got a lot of guys who can see over the defense and make plays and make and do what they need to do to, 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 to flourish in their role with their team. You don't got too many guys who can do that. So we're going to see exactly just how it goes, man, over the mellow ball in Charlotte. All right, man, that pretty much wrap, wraps up. Wraps up. Oh, 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 oh. We have some breaking news in to the sports desk. The Los Angeles Lakers just made a move I said we have breaking news into the sports desk I said we have breaking news into the sports desk All right all right so earlier in the day early in the day it was reported that the Los Angeles Lakers were trying to acquire Mark Gasol, and within doing so, they had to remove JaVale McGee, and that is exactly what they did. JaVale McGee has been traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. What a bad, bad, bad break for this man. JaVale McGee, three-time NBA champion, traded to the Cavs, says the Cavs needed another big with the loss of Tristan Thompson. So that's going to make room for the Lakers to sign Mark Gasol, and we'll see uh, if that takes place. JaVale McGee picked up his player option for $5.9 million early in the week. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that makes room uh, for uh, Mark Gasol. So JaVale McGee, no longer a Laker, headed to the Cleveland Cavaliers. That has to suck. That has to suck. Godly, man. If you're JaVale McGee... I'm pretty sure he is not feeling the best right now. But all right, man, we're going to transition out of the NBA, and we're going to head into college football. Gangsta, gangsta. It's time once again. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into the college football week. It was this week. Um, kind of strange college football weekend, uh, especially with that one story up in uh Tallahassee mm-hmm. uh that took place. Um, but I guess we can just kick off there because it's not really much, but I just want to get black thoughts on that because we really didn't get a chance to talk about it. But black, when I woke up Saturday morning. 
Um, I know Clemson and Florida State was slated to kick off at noon, and then around 9 a.m., breaking news, the game has been postponed due to the medical staffs of both teams uh, not being able to come to an agreement uh, to play. And Dabble Sweeney just came out with a quote here, um, blasting the Seminoles saying, COVID-19 was an excuse for Florida State mm-hmm. not to play against Clemson. Uh, against a Clemson player who tested positive. Basically, Dabble saying the, 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 the Seminoles and Mike Novell took their tail and ran the other way after Clemson. Um, I guess this player who tested positive had, hadn't even had any contact uh, with the team. And the guy, his roommate that he uh, uh, was staying with, he tested negative for the, for the virus. So the, the team was ready to go, and he felt like Florida State copped out. Black, just another black eye for Florida State this year. What do you think about the Seminoles basically tucking their tail and running away from the Tigers? <laughs> I know, bro. Man, I, dude, I really don't have a comment on that, but I know you want me to speak on it. Just quick thoughts. Uh, just typical BS, man. <laughs> just typical BS. Uh, not much to say about Florida State. I love my team, but I'm not loving the situation that we're in. Mm. Um, it has to stop. Mike Norvell, you're making yourself look dumber and dumber every week. Jesus Christ. You sit up here in, in before the with the arrival coming into the stadium and saying y'all won't be playing in your little gray suit with your red tie and just sound awful. Lakers in five. You just sound awful. Look, Mike, no one was picking y'all to play to win this game anyway. You know, y'all was going to take another butt whipping. You just should have just went ahead and took the... Took the butt whipping, so we have breaking news to the sports desk. We have breaking news into the sports desk. I said we have breaking news into the sports desk. Now, as previously stated, right here on the sports desk with JaVel McGee being traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers, Marcus All has officially signed with the Los Angeles Lakers. Love it. Love it. Marcus All, Marcus All now in purple and gold black. Real quick, what are your thoughts on Marcus All joining the Lakers? Um, I like it, D. I like it, D. We talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Marcus All is a good defender, yep. de- former defensive player of the year, mm-hmm. and uh, he can score the ball. Yes, he can. You know, he can. He has a variety of moves, and he can shoot it from fifteen in. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is this is a great pickup for the Lakers. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be very interesting to see how what these lineups look like. Yes, what we're gonna see put on the floor. I believe Marcus All will be starting at the five for us. Mm-hmm. But to see him and Anthony Davis on the court together with LeBron and hopefully uh, little Alice Caruso and uh, Caldwell Pope, mm-hmm. that's gonna be a tough lineup. That's gonna be a very tough yes. lineup with Montrez and uh, Wes Matthews and uh, Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench. Yes. The Lakers are putting something together here, and um, I don't know if this is it. Uh, I don't know if any we're going to do anything else. We but we got we we got our big that we need. Yeah, we got our versatile big that we need. So yeah. uh, he can do he can do everything on both sides of the ball, defend and he can score. We didn't have that in Dwight and uh, and McGee. We did. You know they they did what they could do to help the Lakers out, and we appreciate that. But. Uh, Lakers got better at the five position to, today, D, and I'm, I'm happy to hear that we got Marcus All in the purple and gold. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We'll miss the White's energy. We'll miss the White defensive uh, prowess out there on the floor. But if you're going to get a guy who can score, give you 10 to 15, and even on a good night, give you 20, 
He can really shoot it. He can still block shots. He might not be the most lateral, best mover uh, from side to side, but he covers a lot of ground. And when you got Anthony Davis standing right next to him, you don't have to be that lateral. Mm-hmm. All right, because Anthony Davis will clean that up. Marcus All, now a Los Angeles Lakers. It's getting scary for you boys out there. It's getting scary for you boys out there. Yeah, it is. Now, what me and Black are going to do, one of these episodes leading up to the season, we're going to have an invitation for you guys. Anybody who would like to join the Los Angeles Lakers bus, we will give you guys one day, one day to send over your permission slip signed by your parents that you could be a Los Angeles Lakers and get on this bus and take this field trip. We'll let y'all know when that opportunity will be coming soon. You got me? All right. Now back to college football. All right, Black, let's get into it, man. College football, you know, we're not going to go back to that Clemson-Florida State debacle. But let's get into probably the game of the weekend. You had the ninth-ranked Indiana Hoosiers against the third-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Buckeyes survive 42-35. Buckeyes open up this game 35-7 going into the second half, and Indiana got it close. 35-42, 35-42, major performance from their quarterback, Michael Penix, 27-51, 491 yards passing and five touchdowns. Uh, Mr. Fields didn't look too good yesterday. Three picks along with his three touchdowns. Buckeyes survive at home. Black, what's your takes on this game between the Hoosiers and the Buckeyes? Yeah, man, I wasn't too, uh, wasn't too happy with Mr. Fields. He, he struggled in his game. He did. But uh, shout out to Indiana, man. I picked them. I picked the Buckeyes to win this by seven, but these guys, you know, they they fought D. They did. So it was good to see Indiana. I think Indiana's, they, we can potentially say they're real. You know, they're doing some good things this year. They are. And everything that's going on with uh, coronavirus and everything. So it was good to see. It was good to see a great game. Like you said, uh, Ohio State, they just... They just, I don't know what they were doing in the second half of this game, but it didn't look good. The quarterback from Indiana, he went uh, 27 for 51, uh, 491, five touchdowns and one pick. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, 18 for 30, 300 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. That's not a good look, D, mm-hmm. throwing three picks. You got the win. We understand it. That's what's important, but he struggled in this game. He did. Uh, he really struggled in this game, and I think they need to tighten that up, even though – we know Ohio State probably will more than likely be in that college football playoff because it's not really many teams that's going to battle them in the Big Ten this mm-hmm. year. But Justin Fields, man, you need to tighten that up. That defense needs to tighten up. Uh, but I like what I'm seeing out of Indiana, uh, the Indiana Hoosiers this year. Yeah, Indiana was going to come and play, and they were going to come and score. It didn't look like that. It didn't look like it through the first half, but they gained a lot of ground, and they really aired out Ohio State. They threw a lot of balls 51 times through the air to try to get back in the game, and it worked. The Buckeyes' defense laid down. Justin Fields didn't have the best game. So, overall, man, I just think, you know, Ohio State needs to be careful. Black said it very well. Oh, there's not a lot in the Big Ten. It's not a lot at all. Ohio State should run through this, win the Big Ten, and be in the college football playoff. But if Ohio State wants to win a national championship, a letdown like this could really come back and bite them in the butt. Mm-hmm. They know Ohio State needs to tighten up. Justin Fields needs to tighten up. And I think they will do so. I think Avery College Football – uh, uh, elite team is due a day like this um, and we'll see what they can do with it going next week. Alright, let's go to the Florida Gators knocking off the 0-7. My God, discussing Vanderbilt Com- Commodores. Vanderbilt made it interesting a little bit. Kyle Trask, another three touchdowns, 383 in the air, 26 for 35, keeping a hold on his Heisman uh, lead, in our opinions. Uh, Black, what do you think about the Gators' performance yesterday, improving the 6-1? Uh, same thing we've been seeing from the Gators, man. Just uh, 
offensively, you, you just can't stop them, man. They're doing what they want to do. Like you said, uh, Vanderbilt tried to make it a little interesting, but uh, Florida defense is giving, giving up. You know, I know they can outscore people, but they're giving up points to teams that they shouldn't be giving up. They shouldn't mm-hmm. have been giving up 17 points to the Vanderbilt Commodores. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. They are, they are, they are 0-6. So now I, I, seven. Uh, I'm not I'm I'm not too pleased by that, but yeah. you know their offense is going to continue to roll and get them wins until they get to the SEC championship. Yeah, I'm still seeing holes in this Gator defense. I'm still seeing holes in it. I'm still seeing it. Kyle Trask playing unbelievable. Unbelievable. That Gator offense is flowing very very smoothly, but that defense is going to cost them. That defense is going to cost them if they don't sew it up going into the SEC championship game and potentially a playoff berth. I still like this Florida team to get to the playoff, but man, every time I watch that defense, man, it's like they're giving up big chunk plays, big chunk plays, and you gave that up to an 0-7 Vanderbilt team who was god-awful, god-awful, stiffer competition coming up for the Gators. We'll see what they're able to do with it. All right, we're going to stop by two more games. Uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats held on. 36-33, the seventh-ranked Bearcats remain undefeated. Taking care of the UCF Knights. Very entertaining game down in Orlando. Bearcats get the job done, my boy. Huh? <laughs> also had Northwestern knocking off Wisconsin. Yes, sir. Picks of the week coming up. My boy Black going to let y'all know what time it was. <laughs> we had them boys from Northwestern knock off the 10th ranked Wisconsin Badgers. 17-7 to remain undefeated. 5-0 in the big 10. My Oregon Ducks had a scare yesterday. UCLA Bruins tried to knock them boys off at home, but Oregon regained strength and got the win. 38-35. The Georgia Bulldogs hold on. 31-24 taking care of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, and Bedlam was just trash. Oklahoma Sooners railroad the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Wasn't even a game. Spencer Rattler is finding his gear. 17-24. for 300 yards passing. Four touchdowns by Mr. Rattler. Oklahoma improves the 6-2, taking care of the Cowboys. All right, Black, you know what time it is, my boy. Let's get into it. The games of the week. Go ahead and let us know exactly, Black, where we are with our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr. Talk to us, Black. Oh, yeah, we back. We back, man. We back for the picks of the week. Last week we had Dejan go six and zero. We had said at two and four, and we had Black at three and three. Yes, sir. Man, great week overall. We got Dejan at twenty three and ten. Yeah. We have said at eighteen and fifteen, uh-huh. and we got Black at nineteen and fourteen. Ooh, that so, lead. Yeah, lead. He pushing this lead out. That lead. He pushing that lead out, man. We need some things to change here. All right, games of the week. Game number one. We got number seventeen, Iowa at number twenty two. Texas Longhorns D, what you got? You said Iowa State? No, I Iowa State, yes, I'm sorry. Iowa, Iowa State? State? Yes. <sighs> I'm gonna take the Cyclones. I'm gonna take Iowa State to knock off Texas, man. Okay. And our man say our chorus uh football college football correspondent picked Texas this week. Okay. Um This is a this is a pick 'em game for me. I, oh, yeah. I I don't know, man. Where you uh, at? You need a win, huh? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Ellenberger, man, in Texas, man. Okay. So uh, I I got Texas in this one. Okay. All right, game uh, game number two. We got number two Notre Dame going to Chapel Hill to play yeah. North Carolina. Yeah, I'm going with the Fighting <laughs> Mac Browns. 
Fight on! Fight on! I'm taking the fight. <laughs> Matt Brown's the knock off the Irish. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, and our man said, uh, our football correspondent, he picked uh, Notre Dame to get okay. the win. All right. Uh, D, I'm excited about this game. Yes, me too. I'm excited about the game. This is one game on the schedule. Teams were looking at Notre Dame like they possibly could. You know, slip up with Sam Howell in that running game that they got. And I'm going to roll with the Tar Heels in this one, too. Okay. I'm going to roll with the Tar Heels the in this one, too. Mac I like the Fatty Mike Browns. They've been they've been scoring 50 a clip the last yes, couple sir. of games. So I think they'll put up another 50 in a shootout. Run it up. Unlike North Carolina by seven over, the, uh, over no, number two, Notre Dame. Run it up. All right, all right. Game number three. We got LSU at Texas A&M. Mm. At number five, Texas A&M. Aggies haven't played in a while. LSU has won a couple in a row. But I'm going to still take Texas A&M. I just think they have too much talent, senior talent on their team. I'm going to go A&M over a close win over the Tigers. Okay, and, the I, Tigers. and our man said he picked A&M to get the win okay. this week. Okay. Uh, I was back and forth with this game, D. I... Like you said, LSU has got a couple rings in a row. Texas Texas A&M hasn't hasn't played much, but I'm going to I'm going to roll with A&M in this game. I think uh, Jimbo put put together a good offensive game plan for these guys and get them over the hump against LSU. Okay. All right, game number four, we got Colorado two and Colorado at number twenty, USC. Ooh, is that USC? Yeah. I'm going to take USC. I'm going to take the Trojans and knock off the Buffaloes. Okay, okay. And our man said he picked USC for the win. I'm rolling with USC as well, even though they've been struggling getting by uh, these last few weeks they've been playing. I think they'll show up against Colorado and give them their first loss. Okay, all right. Game number five. We got the rivalry. Auburn, number 23, Auburn at number one, Alabama. Alabama by 6,000. <laughs> Yeah. And our, and our man said he picked he he picked Alabama as well. And I'm rolling with Alabama. It's still yeah. a rivalry game. Anything can happen. Yeah. But I like I like Alabama to put a 40 piece yeah. on Auburn in uh in this rivalry game tonight. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> well, you know what time it is. I know that's it's just about that time. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's time once again for the dog game. Of the week. All right, here we go. You ready for this one, my boy? You ready? This Saturday, noon, on Fox Sports 16, my boy. <laughs> you got the 6-2 Georgia Southern. Taking on the four and four Georgia State, my boy. Georgia Southern, Georgia, Georgia State on Fox Sports 16, 12 noon Saturday. Who you going with this week, my boy, with the dog game of the week? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to roll with Georgia Southern in this one. Okay. And our man said he picked Georgia Southern as well. Well, you know what? <laughs> 
I'm taking Georgia State, my boy, <laughs> to knock off Georgia Southern this Saturday noon on Fox Sports 16, my boy. Get you a whiff of that. And that is, you guessed it, the dog game of the week. <laughs> All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into the top four, man. We're going to have the top four rankings drop on Tuesday. We talked about it a little bit, little bit last week, but we're going to do something different. Give me your top four and give me your first two teams looking on the outside. Yeah, give me okay. your top four and your top two teams looking in on the outside, in your opinion. Uh, I got Alabama at number one. Mm-hmm. I got Clemson at two. Mm-hmm. Oh man, uh, Florida at four, and I got Notre Dame at five. You, well, you named four teams. Oh, you you, four you teams. don't want the you don't want the two teams. I was naming you the two teams no, on skipped. the outside. You one, two, four. Oh my bad. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got Ohio State at three, mm-hmm. and I have uh Florida at four. Mm-hmm. On the outside looking in, I got Notre Dame at five, and I got uh. I got Coastal Carolina, man. Oh, God. Looking in. Looking in at Top number six. six. At number six, you man. You crazy as Coastal Carolina, man. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool, I like Coastal cool. Carolina. You know, we in a different situation this year. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. They're undefeated. They're ranked in the top 15. Coastal Carolina, number six on the outside looking in. Okay. I got Alabama at number one. Um, And it's just for this week. This is not what I, we ultimately yeah, think going to happen. Week. I got Alabama one. I got Clemson two. I got Ohio State three, and I have Notre Dame fourth. Okay. The reason being, they are undefeated. All right? They are the number two team in the country, so I'm going to respect them. But my number five team, the two teams looking in on the outside, I have Florida, and I have BYU. Mm, I have Florida. The Bearcat. The Cougars. <laughs> the I'm Cougars, sorry. The Cougars. The Cougars. <laughs> of Brigham Young yes. University. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have the Cougars looking in. On the outside, Gators, Cougars looking in on the outside, man. And we're going to get those first batches of rankings. So we both Tuesday got night. two spoiler teams looking in. We do. We do. We do. <laughs> I mean, you can arguably put Texas A&M in there, Cincinnati. I was close to saying the Bearcats. Uh-huh. But BYU just been running it up. They've been wrecking shop. 9-0, yeah. running it up, man. Running it up, man. So I'm going to go with the Cougars, man, on that tip. All right, man. So that's pretty much going to be it for uh, college football. We'll look to get our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr, back in here shortly, man. Uh, but I think it's going to be a good week of college football. That Thanksgiving week weekend is always a good weekend yes, it is. Uh, of college football. We get the rankings this week. So college football is going to be picking up a lot of steam uh, going into uh, the postseason, man. So that's pretty much going to wrap up uh, college football. We're going to transition over into the National Football League, man. Boy, the injury bug is just running wild, man. Let's get into the National Football League. Of course, we're recording on this Sunday, so we do uh, have some games that are taking place 
all right now but most games should yeah most games are done most games are done so we're going to run through a couple scores and then we're going to talk about a couple storylines from today. Uh, this past Thursday night, we had to see how the Seahawks getting the best of the Arizona Cardinals in a very good Thursday night football game. 28-21 to over the Cardinals. Seahawks remain first place in the... The, 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 the volatile uh, <laughs> NFC West. Black, real fast, what do you think about the Seahawks getting that win over the Cardinals? Oh, yeah, man. Great game for Thursday night. One of the one of the better games of the week, man. And mm-hmm. shout out to uh, Carlos Dunlap for getting that game-winning sack yep. on Kyler Murray to close that game. They've been waiting for him to come since they made the trade for him. So uh, excited, man. Seemed like Seattle's defense starting to come around a little bit. They played way better than they played uh, Arizona the first time. So shout out to uh, Seattle on getting a big win and, and remaining in first place. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Big win uh, for Seattle. Uh, I thought I thought Kyler Murray and Cardinals going to come and steal it. All the elements was there, but that, that uh, shockingly, that Seattle defense showed up to play, and that front seven just wrecked shop on Kyler Murray in that last drive. Seattle getting the win 2021. Of course, you had the putrid, the disgusting Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> getting the big loss today. Steelers remain undefeated 27-3. My man Rashad is so depressed he didn't even send the sound of the week, oh, man. Oh, man. My man didn't even send the sound of the week, man. My, my, my man, I mean, what his name is, Loot. Lincoln Loot or whatever the backup is, bro. He threw like four picks or something like that in the game. Just a disgusting out and out home for the Jaguars. Steelers, though, remain undefeated 27-3. How long can they keep it up? How long can the Steelers keep it up? Do I think they're going to go undefeated throughout the season? I don't. I don't. I don't think they're going to go undefeated. But, man, they're 9-10-0. or Something like that, man. Looking very well. Uh, let's go through a couple notable games. Uh, good win in Houston. We had the Texas uh, get a win over the Patriots, 27-20. Cam and Deshaun dueling it out. Deshaun ultimately got the win, 27-20. Baltimore Ravens suffer another loss in overtime to the Tennessee Titans. It's looking more likely that the Baltimore Ravens won't make the playoffs this year. Mm. I said it last week. They're spiraling. The offense is atrocious. Hmm. They can't come from behind or they can't get points late. This is on Lamar Jackson. That's who this is on. And then it's on John Harbaugh. Black, what's your thoughts on the Ravens, man, dropping another one to the Tennessee Titans, man? 30-24. to 24. A great opportunity for the Ravens to get, get back from the playoffs. And they, they, didn't, couldn't get, do they it. didn't do it. What's shout, your thing about that? First of all, shout out to King Henry. Big King Henry. Big King Henry yeah. for once again stepping on Baltimore's throat yep. once again, once again, in overtime to get them to uh to get them to win with the uh, rushing touchdown. Yeah, but man, like you said, D, just I don't know what's the deal with Baltimore, man. Offense. They're leaning so much on their defense mm-hmm. that the offense can't do nothing. I'm looking at this game, man, and Lamar's overthrowing receivers, throwing picks. I'm like, what is going on out here, mm-hmm. man? What is going on? Mm-hmm. Tennessee literally came in and did what they did in the playoff game today. Mm-hmm. Run, make make plays down the field, mm-hmm. run the ball down your neck with, with with King Henry. Yep, and that's exactly what they did, and they got the win once again. Yes, it is. You shouldn't be mad that they stumping on your symbol in the middle of the field because they own you there. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh, you shouldn't be passing words with uh, Malcolm Butler yeah. because he he they own you there. Yep, that's your they're building. Two, they're two and zero. That's your this year against you in that stadium. Yep. So, I don't know, Lamar, you got to tighten up, bro. You're literally on the brink of not making the playoffs. Yeah. Of not making the playoffs. You got a big game next week against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And you have to go there. What are you going to do? Yeah. 
it's time to show up. Like, the writing is finna be on the wall for you soon. Because mm-hmm. if you don't make the playoffs this year, it's gonna be some very upset people, up, upset people, especially here at the sports desk. Yes. And we are gonna let you have it. Mm hmm. Because you're not doing what you need to do as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Like we said on the last episode, it's quarterbacks, it's young up-and-coming quarterbacks that's on your tail, sir. Mm -hmm. The Kyler Murray's of the rural. The Tua's of the rural. Josh Allen. The Burroughs of the rural. Josh Mm -hmm. Allen. Uh, (laughs) Justin Herbert. These guys are coming. They know how to get the ball downfield. And that's not what you're doing, Lamar. You got to tighten it up, man. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of Joe Burrow, man, very sad day, man, for the young rookie, the young phenom, man. Suffered a gruesome leg injury. We haven't got the complete uh, report on what was the injury, but it was clearly a leg injury. Joe Burrow, of course, will be out the remainder of the year. Cincinnati uh, losing 9-20. to Before that injury happened, uh... The number one pick and the number two pick had a nice collision. They did. At the goal line, and Chase Young just <laughs> unloaded on Joe Burrow. I was like, good God, did he blow this man up uh, at the goal line. But seriously, man, we we really, really wishing Joe Burrow the best. You hate to see these type of injuries, man. You just pray Joe Burrow comes back bigger, stronger, healthier than ever, and uh, that he can get Cincinnati back on track. Black, real quick about Burrow's injury, man. Yeah, man, just sad, man, to see the number one overall pick, man, go down with the ACL injury, man. We've been seeing a lot of ACL injuries this year in the league, man, and and it sucks for football, especially. And we talking about star talent getting hurt, man, and it's sad to see Mr. Burrow. I felt like Mr. Burrow was doing good things. They weren't winning, but he was putting up good numbers yeah. as a rookie quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. But man, uh, his season has come to an end with the ACL injury. I yeah. wish him the best mm-hmm. and a speedy recovery. Yeah, we, we do. We really do. We really do get well soon, man. Um, let's go to New Orleans. You had uh, uh, Taysom Hill getting his first start today, getting a twenty-four to nine win over the Falcons. I was a bit confused. When Taysom Hill was named a starter over Jameis Winston when Breeze went out. But I, I had to think about it. Taysom Hill's been there for four seasons now. That's Sean Payton's protege. That's Sean Payton's project. And Sean Payton wanted to see what this kid could do. And he got to win 24-9 to nine over the lowly and abysmal and an egregious uh, Atlanta Falcons, man. But if I'm Jameis Winston, man, I'm like, man... That just probably didn't feel good that he didn't get the start. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the pre-shows today, they were saying a lot of Saints felt like Jameis should have got the opportunity to go out there and play. But all in all, man, uh, the Saints got the win 24-9. Uh, to nine. You had the Chargers finally getting the last second win, defeating the Jets 34-28. Uh, again, the kid, uh, Herbert, just impressive, man. Lighten it up. Just impressive, man, <laughs> getting the win against the Jets 34-28. Had the Broncos take care of Tua and the Dolphins today. Tua was sacked seven times, and they pulled him out the game mm. for his safety. Fitzpatrick came in through a late-game interception, cost the Dolphins the game. Broncos win 20-13. to And my lowly... God awful, putrid Dallas Cowboys, my boy. They got him a win. <laughs> How about them Cowboys? Cowboys win 31 to 28, b- defeating Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Big win for the Cowboys. And probably the game of the day, you had the Green Bay Packers taking an L 34 uh, 31 from the Colts in overtime. Fumble by the uh, Green Bay wide receiver set up an easy chip shot field goal to overtime for the Colts to win that game, thirty-four to thirty-one. Black, the Indianapolis Colts, man. Indianapolis Colts, man. That's a team 
Kind of remind me of the Buffalo Bills last year. Okay. That's what they're starting to make me feel like. Very solid defense, veteran leadership at quarterback, nice weapons around, great offensive line. They're able to run the ball. I don't think you're going to want to go to Indianapolis for an early playoff game with a playoff start. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, They play that bend and don't break defense, you know, and they're one of the better defenses in the league this year. So, shout out to Indy, Indy, man. Big win over Tennessee last week and then a a big win against uh, the Packers this week. Like Mm -hmm. like D said, I don't think you want to go to Indy uh, for a first-round playoff match. I don't think that's the place you want to be because these guys, they got the recipe. They know what they're doing as a team. Defensively and off and offensively, so shout out to the Colts man on the big win against Green Bay today. Yeah, absolutely big win for them. So of course we got a uh, Sunday night football tonight. I think we'll get an entertaining game every don't time. Think so D, don't think so. You don't think it's gonna be entertaining? No, I don't. Okay, why do I you do think not. that? I think Pat Mahomes is going to come in this game and wreck shop because they lost the first one. Because they lost the first one. Okay. I really believe that. And then the Raiders have what? Over five players on the COVID list. Well, they got them back. They got them back. They got them back. Okay. They got okay. them back. They've been cleared to play tonight. Okay. Yep. They say Henry Ruggs is healthy. Okay. After missing a lot of time, so they say that hamstring and that leg is okay, and he should have no limitations tonight. No limitations tonight for Henry Ruggs. Uh, even still, D. I got you, bro. I got Pat you. Pat Mahomes is on the mission. I was looking yeah. at his press conference over the, during the week, and he was focused. Yeah. We seen that look in his eye. I seen that look in his eye. Okay. Like, he know that he don't need to be losing to the Raiders. Okay. Raiders are pretty good this year. So They far. are. They are. But they're not They're not on, no, no, they don't belong in on the same level as the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sorry. I got you. I got you. Okay. I, got, I, I got Kansas City by 14 tonight. Okay. By I, 14. And I can see that. And I can see that. I just think John Gruden has that Raider team, man. Just playing really well. They got an early season victory in Kansas City. They got to be coming to this game feeling really good. I just think the Raiders are going to compete tonight, even though I have the Chiefs winning this game. All right, Black, real quick, let's get a winner for Monday Night Football. Very good game, man. Mm -hmm. You got the L.A. Rams traveling all the way to Tampa Bay. Bucks, Rams, Monday Night Football. Black, who gets the win tomorrow night? Man, this is going to be a good one, man. Like, oh. I don't know, D. I just I'm I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the Bucks. Usually, when they play top tier teams in the league, they usually struggle. Yeah, you know, uh, division leaders they struggle. Yeah, you know. So I don't know, man. I don't know if I don't know if Tampa's offensive line is going to be ha- be able to handle Aaron Donald and that defensive front mm-hmm. uh, for for the for the Rams. So I'm going to roll with the Rams in this one, D. I think. I think uh, Jared Goff make enough plays in the run game, and I think that defense comes up comes up big for the Rams uh, once again. Okay. I think the Rams get another uh, get bike to bike wins this week against uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to take the Bucks. I'm going to take the Bucks at home. I think Antonio Brown's been there a couple of weeks now. Uh, they had an extra day of preparation. I think Tampa and Tom want to make a statement that when we play the elite teams, we can beat them. Like you said, they've had some hiccups against the best teams in the league, and they're going to have back-to-back weeks uh, to uh, uh, beat a good team, a great team. They got the Chiefs coming up next week, and then they got the Rams uh, tomorrow night. So, I, But I'm going to take I'm gonna take Tampa to uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers to knock off the L.A. Rams on Monday night football this week. All right, man, we're going to transition out of the NFL. We're going to stop by WWE for a second, and uh, then we're going to get out of here, sign to pay uh, some respects, give our love and, su- and support and feelings to the dead man. 30 years, baby. Mm. <laughs> 
right, Black. 30 years. 30 years. The Undertaker is calling it officially quits. Black, what's your final thoughts, man? Not your final thoughts, because, you know, we're nostalgic here at the Sports Set, so we'll talk a lot of wrestling. But, you know, this is the last time we're potentially going to see him in the WWE ring. Tonight is Survivor Series. Me and Black all watching live. It's been pretty good so far, but it's all about the Undertaker tonight. Like, what's your what's your thoughts, man, on the dead man? Uh, uh sad night goodbye. for me. Man, sad night for me, D. You yeah. know, uh, this this being the last time we're going to see the dead man in the ring, the Undertaker. Um, so many great moments, man, as a kid growing up, watching him, his character growing, growing in WWE, and uh, us growing with him as fans. And, man, just everything that we've been able to get from him and all the different, all the different matches from Hell in the Cell, to uh the bone yard, <laughs> yard match, yeah, yeah. uh last man standing, just all the diff- different uh matches and rivalries he's had with mankind, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, just you know, just to name a few, man. And he's truly going to be missed. Everything that he getting, he's getting, he deserves. D, yep. all the love and support that the WWE is showing him, he deserves it. You know, one of the one of the forefathers of the WWE. Yep. He's going to be missed. I would personally miss you, Undertaker. You're one of my favorites. Uh, salute to you once again on 30 years. Absolutely, man. Going to miss a dead man. He just really changed pro wrestling. Uh, the first character to really polarize uh, the fans, uh, to send chills down your spine. You know, Hulk Hogan was great. Macho Man was great. We had a lot of great. Uh, uh, wrestlers in, um, before the dead man but when Undertaker came he brought a, a chilling cold vibe man when you saw him come to the ring when he talked when he performed um, his his ring attire the casket matches the hell in the cell matches you know just countless moments from the dead man that'll never be recreated the only thing that can come close to him is the fiend what he's doing but it'll never be matched what the Undertaker has done he is indeed the greatest, the greatest superstar that the WWE has ever had. And when I say that, it's his longevity. When I say that, it's 30 years. It's 30 years is why I'm saying that. I know we've had our Rocks and our Stone Colds and our Shawn Michaels and our Triple H's and our Hulk Hogan's and our Machos. I know that. But none of those guys can say that they stayed in one place, one place, and wrecked shop for 30 years. Years. He is the greatest character that the WWE has ever created and what they've had. And Undertaker, man, uh, if this is the last time we see you tonight, man, job well done. You're one of the best, if not the greatest of all time. And the memories are so, and we have so many memories, we forget them. That's how mm-hmm. many we have. You know, when you see these documentaries that they put out on the WWE Network, and I encourage y'all to go look at the 30 Days of the Dead, man. They had the the, the Brothers of Destruction documentary, uh, Meet the, uh, the the Funeral Homer with Paul Bearer. <laughs> um, they had the the, the, the the story with Randy Orton and that great storyline. Just so much. And a lot, of fa- a lot of the wrestlers came out today. The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H. A lot of wrestlers came out today tipping their cap to the dead, man, as we get ready to see him one last time. And we'd be remiss at the sports that's being huge sports fans, huge wrestling fans, and a huge fan of yours, Undertaker. So if you just so happen to hear this one day, D and Black are huge fans of yours, and uh, we were just blessed to see you in the ring for basically our whole lives, bro. Our whole lives. When the Undertaker debuted, yeah. bro, 
I was six years old mm-hmm. when The Undertaker debuted. And now I'm a 36-year-old man, and he is taking it to the house, man. Yeah, he is. He's taking it to the house. So shout out to The Undertaker, and uh, we appreciate you, bro. Uh, happy retirement. Job well done, man. Job well done to the dead man. Now, Black. Now, Black, before we get out of here, you know them Trojans from Reebok did some business, <laughs> bro. You know them Reebok Trojans, man. Now, Black, I hope you got something from me, dog, about them Trojans, bro. I hope you got a little bit from me about them Trojans, bro. Talk to me, man, about what's going on in the high school playoff scene, man, before we get up out of here. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, exciting time. Playoff football yes, is sir. going on and it's running rapid. Now, this year was a lot different. Yeah. They had all the teams because of the situation with COVID and uh, not having a full season like they're supposed to. They let, they allow every team to play in the playoffs this year. Strength of schedule. Every every oh, team that. scheduled that was tough, they were able to play in the playoffs. Okay. And, uh, and uh, it was... And it was a whole lot of games that was going on as well. Okay. We're just going to run through a few scores uh, of some of these football games. We had Lee Generals get the win over Pace Pirates. Uh, we know we had Lee Generals take a loss to Pace Pirates, 23-21. We had Bowles get the win over Fernandina Beach, 35-7. We had uh, we had University Christian get the win over St. John Paul II, the Panthers, 41-7. We had Oakleaf take a whooping against Boston Trail, 51 to 7 in the playoffs. Man, godly. Mm. And then we had a, the Atlantic Sharks uh, take a L to, to the Clay Blue Devils, uh, 35 to 0. And we had, uh, hold on one second, I'm sorry. And we had Trinity Christian get the win over Episcopal, 35 to 0. And we had, let me look it up here. We had Reigns take the L against Baker County, oh. 33 to 32. Come on, Reigns. And final in overtime. And we had the Reebok Trojans. Ah. The Reebok Trojans. Ah. These Alma Mater. Yes, sir. Get the win against the Gobby ah. Cougars, 42 to 34 and three overtime. So shout out to the Trojans for moving on to the next round in the playoffs. Yes, we're gonna, we've been missing college football because we've been so jam-packed. I mean, high school football because we've been so jam-packed. Yeah. So we're going to get with, we're going to, uh, the ne- we're going to get back into the groove of uh, college football with the playoffs picking up uh, rampantly with high school po- football picking up rampantly uh, with the playoffs. So we're going to continue to give y'all these playoff uh, scores and the teams that move on. Ah, uh, the Trojans, my boy. <laughs> Yes, sir. And shout out to the Reebok Trojans, man. Y'all boys keep doing your thing and make it happen, man. Reigns, bruh. Baker County, dog. <laughs> Baker County Reigns. Nah, but for real, we love, we love the Reigns Vikings here on the sports list as well. But it's about them Trojans right now. All right, man. We're going to get into some other news, man. Not much there, but we're going to get into it and we're going to get out of here. All right, Black. Canelo Saul. Avidez. We'll be returning to the ring very, very soon. Canelo has not fought since 2019, but he'll be looking to unify the middleweight championships against Callum Smith. Black, do you know anything about Callum Smith? Uh, I don't. I just know he's a paper champion that holds the belt that Canelo's finna get. I'm sorry, D. <laughs> don't know much about him. Uh, okay. And so many belts flying around, we don't know some. We don't know these guys. But once again, Canelo's finna unify another division. 
Okay, well, that, there you go from our boxing correspondent, <laughs> Black. All right, a paper champ. Canelo about to take that thing. Black, Manny Pacquiao versus Conor McGregor in 2021? It looks like this fight is in serious talks. Bob Arum has came out and said this is a possibility for Manny Pacquiao's next fight. McGregor and Pacquiao both want this fight. Black, do you think we get McGregor and Pacquiao in 2021, man? Uh... I don't know what McConnor no more, man. I, I I know we got the Poirier fight already signed, January. sealed, and delivered yeah. for January. So I guess we're going to see when he comes out of that and how he comes out of that, you yeah. know, with, against Poirier. And then we'll see about this Pacquiao win. Uh, Do you want to see it? Not really, man, because Pacquiao, you need to be fighting the Terrence Crawfords of the world or, you know, the Earl Spence of the world or some of those guys. We don't want to see you fight. Conor McGregor, no, no disrespect. I love Conor, I do, but I don't want to see Pacquiao versus Conor. Don't want to see it. Don't want to see it. Okay, 10-4. All right, let's see, man. We had UFC uh, 255 take place. Getting ready to pull that up here, and I'd be butchering all these guys' names, man, who come from uh, other uh, countries, man. But uh, I think it's, I think it's Vigoro. Vigor, Vigor, man, I don't know, bro. Vigoro, Fang, huh? Vigoro, huh? Fang, that I don't yeah, know. Vigoro I, I said it yeah, yeah, yeah. We was talking about the Figueroa, yeah, yeah. Figueroa, or yeah. something like that. He got Alex Perez out of here at 157 through a guillotine choke. Like he's gonna get another fight. He wants it in the uh, end of the year against Brandon um, Marino, who took care of business in uh, um, uh, the prelim fights against Brandon Royale yesterday. You had uh, one of the pound for pound best, Valentina Shashenko, take care of Jennifer Maya in a five round fight. Now, Shashenko, she looked good last night, but I thought she could have got that girl. Uh, Jennifer Maya out of there went five rounds unanimous decision she retains her championship other than that you had Mike Perry get his brains beat in and lose unanimously to Tim Means last night decent card from the USC not one of the better cards but hey if you're in the MMA you probably enjoyed a lot of those finishes last night and last but not least man the reduced lunch Action Sports News Desk Fantasy League is going and it is going strong. 19 to 20 team league that we have here, man. And I tell you what, man, uh, Crystal's team, Hendrix, is really putting it on us, man. 8 and 2, followed by the Brady Bunch, which is Big Corey out there, who is 8 and 2. We got uh, my boy Lil Eddie, man, hanging in there, 73. Chris's team, 73. I see touchdown, 73. Mind if I wild out, 73. Uh, you got, um, uh, Tyrone Koppel, Cedric Farr in, in the top 10 as well at 6-4, passing sticks. You got my boy Charles in there at 6-4. Octavius Johnson, our homeboy, 5-5 five five in the top 10. My, black, my boy Black and myself are looking on the outside at 5-5. Five five. Black sitting at 11, me sitting at 14. It looks like I'm going to get a win this week, and we'll just see what happens with that. But all right, man, that's pretty much it for this episode of the Sports Desk. You guys have a happy and safe and fun eat all the food and desserts that you can enjoy football enjoy tyson and roy jones enjoy college enjoy nfl uh just have a great great weekend out there guys uh with your friends and your family black anything for our listeners before we get out of here oh uh, yeah man to all our uh, boxing boxing fans and boxing listeners who enjoy boxing a good piece of content uh fox sports one has a countdown for garcia and spence uh okay. it's like a three-part episode where they follow him in camp and talk to him and everything just like uh the shows on hbo and all access and 
something like that if that Fox Sports uh, does. I, I caught one episode last night. It's been really good. So our listeners, if you want to check that out, man, go to uh, Fox Sports 1 and uh, take a look at that. Okay, yeah, you check that out. We're looking forward to that fight uh, that's coming up December 5th. 5th? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Garcia uh, versus Earl Spence. We ain't seen Earl Spence in two years, too. After that crazy car accident, he'll be back and we'll see what he got going on. Raiders just got on the board. My boy Josh Jacobs got me a touchdown <laughs> in for my fantasy league, man. But yeah, you guys have a great day. You guys be great weekend. You guys be safe. Hit us up on Twitter. You can find me, Deirdre Higgs Jr. on Twitter, on Instagram. Y'all chop it up with us, man. Let us know, Black, where they can find you. Yeah, man. Y'all can hit me on Twitter and Instagram at BlackENL3, man. Y'all hit me up. Yes, have sir. a safe and uh, very, very good Thanksgiving. Eat yes. as much as you want. Yeah, you know, y'all be safe due to COVID, man. Yeah. Y'all keep the numbers down, man. We're gonna yourself. be around family. Protect yourself. Wear your mask, but also, man, enjoy each other's company and enjoy family on Thanksgiving. Absolutely, man. So we'll be back in a couple of days. This was episode eighty-seven, and we will see you guys for episode eighty-eight. Sports Desk. You're listening to the Sports Show.